Welcome, everybody, to episode number 105 Hello Bass Bass Fishing Podcast. This is all about jigs. Jigs for pigs. If you like jigs, you're going to love it. If you want to learn more about jigs, this episode's for you. That's about it. Enjoy the episode. This week, the Hello Bass Bass Fishing Podcast is brought to you by Arsenal Fishing. Arsenal Fishing offers premium custom-made performance apparel and tackle. Arsenal delivers a wide variety of custom-designed baits, accessories, and tools, along with unique utilitarian apparel for all outdoor enthusiasts. As part of their support, you can use code HELLABASS15 to save 15% on all purchases at arsenalfishing.com to support the show. Now let's get back to helping you catch more bass and suck less. What's going on, everybody? We're finally back. Hella Bass Live on a Wednesday night. It's good to be back on a Wednesday night. Feeling good. Glad to be on our main night again. So many people in here, like, pre-party and getting excited. I guess people are excited about jigs. Can't blame you. I'm always excited to talk about jigs. So, kind of got busy. Didn't really have a plan for a guest, so I thought, you know what? I know Brian, Kay... Longtime member of the stream, the channel said he really wanted a jig show, all things jig. And I said, you know what? It's springtime, it's the season for jigs, it's the season for bigs, and that's what we're gonna do. So this one's for you, Brian. Um, and yes, good reminder from fishing the southeast. If you guys can tap that like button, it doesn't cost you anything, it's free, helps the channel get a few more eyeballs on here tonight. Thanks for the reminder, fishing the southeast. So many people. There you go. This one's for you, Brian. This is your uh your request. Two uh, percent. You should plug it in. You're worse than my kids, Jay. I tell my kids like when they start driving, they get older. It's like you don't fill up the tank when it gets to two percent. You should, you know, when it gets down to like twenty percent quarter tank, you refill it. You plug it in, Jay. Come on. Uh, I'm gonna, Jay. I see that comment. I'm gonna pin that. We'll get to that when we get to swim jigs, but we'll talk about swim jig rods. There you go. Um, cooking and listening. There you go. Mr. Carp, what's up? Good, how are you, Will? Bateman checking in. That a boy. My guy, Jay. Stuck on overtime. Yeah, well, baits don't buy themselves. Is that right? <laughs> We don't want to hear it, Timothy. It snowed today in Minnesota, so there you go. Yeah, lots of people. This is awesome. So, yeah, we're going to be going solo, talking all things jigs. If you guys got your questions, we're going to try to get to many of them. I will be doing my best to watch for them and starring them and getting back to them as we go solo. Um, I'll try to prioritize you guys that are longtime members to uh, get your questions in for sure. Um, but, yeah, let's, let's – so we're going to talk about – Four basic jig types. I mean, there are a zillion types of jigs. I mean, like Jig Squad has a whole channel devoted to jigs. I mean, there's literally hundreds of styles of jigs. Um, and uh, so we're going to break down my favorite, the flipping jig. We'll talk about a grass jig. We'll talk about swim jigs. And we'll talk a little bit about football jigs, too. So that's going to be the main four we're going to talk about. We're going to deep dive. I'm going to cover my setups my, uh, you know, how, what I like about jigs, how I use them from my perspective. And there's a lot of different ways to do it. (laughs) 
and uh, there's no wrong way to jig, uh, but I'm going to show you what works for me, what I'm confident in. And obviously there's going to be some different opinions. There's going to be guys out there like Randy Blockett that want you to buy $10 jigs. I don't think that's necessary, but we might, we, we can, we, we can cover that today. Um, but I don't think uh, maybe two for 10. Is that, is that a thing? We can go two for 10 on jigs, but uh, I don't use any $10 jigs except for bladed jigs, but that's a whole nother story. Um, Yeah, <laughs> the chat is on fire tonight. That's amazing. Um, and we might have a special guest tune in a little later, so we'll see. Um, where do we start? Oh, before we get too far into it, I do want to thank Arsenal Fishing for supporting the stream, supporting the channel, doing what they do, uh, bringing you guys this content. And we will be giving away, let's do a giveaway at the end of the night. And uh, the winner will have a choice between some Arsenal sun gloves and a ninja snips so those would be the arsenal prizes that i shook dan down for last weekend uh and as you remember last week caro won the uh wacky tool right and some tube shields so she won that last week and she's already got that and i saw a picture on instagram so uh thanks to arsenal for that and uh before we forget we'll throw up the code to arsenal down on the bottom of the screen if my and the new Omnia code. So a lot of what we're going to talk about tonight, rods, reels, line, jigs, most of it's going to be at Omnia. And you'll be able to use that code on just about everything we talk about tonight. A lot of you guys have been using the uh, the code. I can see it. I appreciate the support for the channel. It does help out the channel when you guys use my codes at Omnia or Arsenal or anywhere else. All right, OJ, stay tuned. Maybe I want to charge your phone or you're not going to make it on 2% for when we give away the snips. Uh, <laughs> that's funny, Tim. That's that's good stuff. I catch a lot of fish on jigs from the bank. It's one of my go-to fishing from the bank. It's so versatile. We'll talk about that. Oh, he's up to 3%. He's making a comeback. We can call you Caroline. My sister-in-law's name, Caroline. So we can go K, K-Row. Cairo, I got it. We can do that. Yeah, switchblades. I don't know if we're going to talk about switchblades. Maybe a little bit. That's a little bit fringe, but uh, yeah. All right. So we talked about that. One other reminder tonight until early tomorrow morning, last chance to get your fancy fishing lineups in. So Chickamauga Elite Series starts tomorrow, like 7 a.m. Eastern, so 6 a.m. Central. So get those lineups in if you haven't, if you've been slacking. Um, and uh nice kevin's already got the first jig fish before me this year i don't use a lot of micro jigs we probably won't cover micro jigs oh yes i do if i can make time and it works out my schedule i would love to actually Cairo got the yamaka last week with her uh pliers you can see the picture of it on her instagram well maybe uh i don't know i'm not going to help you figure that out to be honest tim all right where do we start i feel like so let's just talk about the jigs right so my main jig right is a uh, a flipping jig or an archie style jig and i pod, pod, apologize vader 
the bait cam is out of battery. I didn't plug it in. It was dead. So I can't do the bait cam tonight. So we're just going to have to rock with the main cam tonight. I'm sorry. I've, I'll probably let you down. Um, but so we'll just high level. My main day in bread and butter jig is this Arky style flipping jig. And we'll talk about that more, but that's, that's going to be my kind of, this one's kind of worn out. Got the, I mean, it's been a bit chewed up, all kinds of stuff, but that is my main day in and day out do it all jig and we'll talk about that in more detail number two right uh jig that also gets a fair amount of use is a football jig so a football jig more of a structure jig we're going to talk about these we're just going to do kind of a high level and then we'll go deep on each one of these um but then so then a football jig a football jig you know football pill shaped that's why it's called a football jig this is typically more of a structure jig, usually offshore, sometimes deeper water, often deeper water, but you can throw a football jig shallow for sure. But that's going to typically on hard bottom, gravel, sand, rocks, shell, uh, kind of the same kind of places you throw. Carolina rig is often where you're going to throw a football jig, but we'll come back to the football jig. Swim jigs, another one of my favorite. Use these a lot, right? Swim jig is going to have a more conical head that's going to come through the grass it's designed to swim through grass cover things like that it's going to have a a different angle line tie um, designed to usually fish with a a swimming style trailer that you can cover water this is a moving bait but still a jig still very effective we'll talk about that and then lastly a little more niche a little more situational especially up where i live uh i like to use a grass jig so a grass jig it's kind of going to look halfway in between the flipping jig and a swim jig. Uh, typically going to be heavier weights. Going to have that kind of sleek nose style with the swim jig, a little bit different, but typically a heavier weight. And you're going to use this to flip in and punch around the grass. So those are the four jigs we are going to cover uh, tonight. Uh, yeah. Where do we start? Maybe we should... Uh, let the poll decide. I put up a quick poll and that'll decide the order in which we tear down these jigs. That is not how you spell structure. I need a, I need an intern. Does anybody want to become an unpaid intern? All right, poll coming up. That'll dictate where we start in the priority. Steve Kennedy for your fantasy team. Smackdown says he wants swim jig because I know he wants to go to bed early. Uh, speaking of which, I think in a couple weeks I'll be joining Doug on the SmackDown Outdoors podcast on a Tuesday night at the end of the month. So that will be kind of a bonus stream. Uh, star that question for later. I'll start that one. There you go. Somebody's got to be Jeremy. Yeah, we can talk about the the, the pork. Uh, sign you up, fishing in the southeast. We'll start you out as a uh, 
unpaid moderator, Fish in the Southeast. You're officially hired. Darius, you haven't missed much. We were just kind of getting getting warmed up here. For a rod and reel? Yeah. Every stream or just for the season? All right. Let's see. The poll suggests, although it's very close between the Arky flipping and the swim jig. Ooh, swim jig just took the lead. I guess, you know, we just did swim jigs a couple weeks ago, but it's taken the lead. All right. We'll start with swim jigs because that's where it's at right now. So swim jig. Not to be confused with a bladed jig. We're going to keep that completely separate. We're going to talk just traditional swim jigs, um, which we will not probably go super, super deep dive because we do have a whole stream on swim jigs from a couple weeks ago. Um, but swim jig, my typical swim jig. And now my most of my swim jigs are going to be northern style swim jig, which means they're going to have a pretty sparse skirt, a really light weed guard. Uh, typically, I'm going to start with a quarter ounce Sometimes I'll go up to three-eighths, but a quarter ounce is my typical starting point. Um, I like this one here. This is the Super K jig. This is not a surprise. This is the, the swim jig that I throw the most often. It's got a pretty strong hook for a northern swim jig. Some of them have a lot lighter. I feel like this is a really good balance of a strong, sharp, but not super heavy wire swim jig hook that I feel like I can fish on fluorocarbon or braid, not have any situations getting the hook in either one. Um, and I will, you know, change the size. Most of the time it's going to be a boot tail, either big or small, depending on the size of the profile, the water displacement I want, um, the cover, how high or low I want to ride. You know, if I want to slow roll it, I'm going to go a smaller trailer. If I want to keep it high, I'll throw a bigger, bulkier trailer. I will put a mena scrub on there, uh, vertical or horizontal, um, or, you know, but typically, it's going to have some kind of grub, small swim bait, or a little creature of some kind uh, kicking action on a swim jig. You know, basic colors, I'm typically going to have some kind of a white or shad, white and chartreuse or white. I'm going to have some kind of a bluegill color, some kind of green pumpkin with a little bit of orange, maybe some blue, and then some kind of a, a black and blue, right? Black and blue or dark blue, something that's dark. For darker water, darker colors, um, those would be the main ones. Um, um, <laughs> we may not have a special guest tonight. Um, but that is the kind of my main setup. Those are my go-to. Um, I don't have oh, my swim jig here, maybe. I occasionally will dabble with like a Brovarni or a Lipa Weapon swim jig. Those are good. But I've kind of gotten away from those because they have a light... Here's just an example. I don't remember whose this is, but some of them will have a very, very light wire hook. Like, so if you throw that on braid and you set the hook with a rod, uh, you're, you got a propensity to straighten that out. Just to give you an idea of the difference in hooks and why I kind of like to go super K because I don't, I'm not really great at controlling myself and not swinging real hard and remembering when I got too heavy a rod. Um, but these do have a place when you really want to finesse or downsize. Um, here's the, here's a Brovarni. Um, so there's a, a Brovarni jig, another popular, yeah, most of the jigs that I really like for swim jigs, I really like these kind of custom hand tied, hand poured jigs. So there's, there's the Brovarni, uh, which is a really good swim jig. A lot of girls like that. If JJ's watching, he's a big fan. Um, you can see it does have some of the same characteristics, right? You've got a very, very similar size shaped head. Uh, between the Super K and the Bravani. The Bravani is a little more subtle eye, so it'll probably come through grass a little cleaner. 
Um, you, they both got very light, thin weed guards, which is a characteristic. And then the Bravarni's got a, a nice, sharp hook, but it definitely has a little more flex and give to it. So, you know, if you're going to fish that on braid, you better probably lighten up your rod action considerably. But um, so those are they're probably two of the most favorite up here. Um, but those are the ones I know some people are fans of dirty jigs and straight king swim jigs and outcast swim jigs and those. And some of those are good, but I just really prefer these hand tied northern custom swim jigs. Uh, that's pretty much all I use. Not saying there's anything wrong with the other ones, but that's where I go. It's kind of a geographical thing. They work really great up here. Um, let me see. Yeah, no bait cam. I didn't charge the battery tonight, Brian. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Let's see if I miss any. When nobody else is talking and I'm talking, uh, I miss some of the questions. Uh, yeah, Menace Scrub. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about uh, black and blues good in a lot of places. I have never experimented with cutting off the weed guard because the weed guards on the jigs I use are so light. I don't know that it would make a difference. But on some of those mass-produced swim jigs, uh, a lot of them have a heavier weed guard. So I could see trimming or cutting that off uh, in open water would be something uh, to do. I've never tried motion fishing jigs, but I do follow him on Instagram. He's got a good channel. The dirty jigs, swim jig, I've heard that. It's got a very heavy hook. Um, Gramps, good luck in your yak tournament tomorrow. A nice, cool morning. Yeah, let's talk about line. Um, it's the forgotten. I don't use it a lot. We may touch on it briefly, but mm, I don't use finesse ball head jigs that much. Debo, thanks for checking in here. All right, so yes. Um, yeah, I've never tried that one, Joe, but uh, I assume it's good, but I haven't tried that one. Um, I don't even know how to pronounce it, but I have seen the name, especially on Brigham's hat and shirts. Um, so yes, line. So line, let's talk about kind of setup. I use both braid and floral. Um, it really, I would say most of the time, um, 80 plus percent of the time I'm using 16 to 17 pound floral on my swim jigs. Cause a lot of the times I'm fishing weed flats, pockets around scattered pads, you know, around wood covering water using it in a lot of the same places that a lot of people throw spinner baits and things like that. I'm covering water with a swim jig. So day in and day out, it's uh, 16 to 18 pound or 16, 17, 18 pound fluorocarbon. And uh, so that's the normal. I will jump up to braid when I'm fishing in heavy weed mats, slop, really heavy pads, um, almost using it sometimes like a frog on the river, but anytime in a really heavy eelgrass and things like that, I will time to go to uh braid and so that is the one exception that's about maybe 20 percent of the time i'll go with braid but most of the time it's a heavy floral carbon you definitely could use mono um you get a little more sink rate out of that floral but you know you could definitely use a copoly or a mono and it would be just fine um 
So seven three. Uh, so my favorite swim jig rod, and this is an old one. So been around. This is a pre XP Dobbins, seven thirty four. Uh, split handle, full handle doesn't really matter. Heavy, fast action. Um, one thing about Dobbins is their actions are definitely more moderate than what they describe when you compare it to other manufacturers. So even though this is a heavy, fast action Dobbins, it, they're definitely more moderate. They have lighter tips, especially the 734 is a little bit more moderate than even some of the other four powers. It's a really good do-it-all rod, and it's you know arguably one of the very best swim jig rods. Um, not saying this is the only one to use, but this is one of my favorites. Um, so seven three, you know, seven seven two seven three seven four, mm-hmm. all that really good, uh, you know, for swim jigging. That, that's just my favorite setup. Um, I typically like this one as an eight to one reel. I find it's easier to slow down, but a lot of times on a swim jig, fish really come in like they'll hit it and they'll run sideways or right at you. So I like a seven or an eight to one speed reel to really catch up with those fish. Um, that is my main setup for swim jigs. Um, you know, you definitely could use, and the one thing we're going to probably talk about a lot of my jig rods, because I love jigs so much. I tend to splurge on the rods a little bit and tend to use a little bit nicer rods. But the one thing is uh, I mainly talk about Dobbins rods because uh, that's pretty much the only rods I use is they do offer almost all of these action rods are something really similar at every price point. So this champion <laughs> is a $250, $260 rod, but you can get the same 734 in the Maverick or the Colt or the Fury, and it's going to perform very similar at a very much more reasonable price point. So just keep that in mind. I'll save that one for later. I don't really chim my swim jigs. A lot of them come in. I feel about the right length. Uh, we'll talk about jig trimming a little bit later on some of my other stuff. On swim jigs, I don't feel the need that I really need to. But I would if if my skirt was all at long, like where it was starting to impede, where it was touching the trailer, and I thought it would like interfere with the flap of the grub or the swim bait, I definitely would trim it above that. Um, yeah, so... Like I said, a seven to seven foot four, medium heavy to heavy, uh, fast, but you want something with a little tip for casting, for accuracy, and you want something that still, you know, you say fast, but you do want a little bit of moderate so it loads up, uh, I think. And that's why this, I mean, I I feel like the 734 is great. Um, Good point, Daniel. Super K will do custom colors on not some jigs, but just about all jigs. <laughs> I got a couple. There, there are a couple uh, in my jig box, but uh, I don't typically skip swim jigs around docks, but I will swim my jigs when skipping my regular. So. Uh, finesse jigs definitely have a place. They're just not, I'm not going to deep dive on them tonight, I guess. Um, yep. I think that's a really good, uh, analysis, Jay. Nothing wrong with that at all. I have not seen that video. The great thing about swim jigs is you can catch donks and dinks. 
Yeah, for sure. Super K and Dirty Jigs are both. I, I mean, I don't. I know Dirty Jigs is based in Wisconsin. I don't know if all their jigs are still made in Wisconsin or not. I really don't know that. Uh, but they do have a, a ton of jigs, a ton of colors, a ton of options. Uh, I just have never really dove into the, the Dirty Jigs. Trying to get caught up, make sure we didn't miss anything on swim jigs. Uh... <laughs> Tim. No, not typically. Most of these, as I mentioned before, they have really, but the swim jigs I use are really light and there's really no need to trim them. But I would say that if you're buying more, like a lot of like the Strike Kings and, you know, all terrain jigs, they come with a really full weed guard. So I could see where, um, you know, trimming those might be good or thin them out. Um, that's a good point. So hook set. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, it's reeling along and you feel it and it's just kind of like, I don't know, it's not really just leaning to them or giving it to them, but it's kind of somewhere in the middle. Um, a lot of times it's a really fast when you feel that it's like really fast reel and give it because a lot of times you don't know if they're surging at you. So that's where that seven to one or eight to one reel really comes in handy is that I like to like, I'm, you know, typically my rod tip is down unless I'm in really shallow water swimming it sometimes give them a little twitch snapping it off any kind of vegetation or cover when they hit it's like fast reel and kind of a, a slam back at the same time i definitely don't like dip on them and slack line them like i maybe would with a jig that i'm dragging uh, because i don't want to give them any slack once i feel them i want to like tighten up that line and give it to them um uh, yeah greg i think you're gonna like them um All of the above uh, for swim jigs is mostly quarter and three-eighths ounce for me, but we'll talk about where those other weights play. I actually did a whole video on the SLX versus XT like last week, but in general, I like the SLX, but I totally think the SLX XT is worth the extra 30 bucks, and I think you get more bang for your buddy. And you guys are like, holy 155. No wonder the chat's hopping so bad. Never tried the Evergreen swim jig. This week at Chickamauga, mm, I mean, a jig will contribute, but I don't think it's going to be the winning lure. All right, it's official. Sean's here. We can start talking about jigs. Uh, yeah, good advice. Never slack line. Um, I have not. I'd be interested to know if anybody else in the chat has bought an old school block of jig. Um, so, yes, in summary, my favorite swim jigs, Super K swim jigs, hand-tied, hand-poured, made in Wisconsin. There are definitely a lot of other good swim jigs, but this is the one I use most often uh, for the reasons that we just talked about. 17-pound fluorocarbon line is normal. 7.3-ish, you know, 7.34 champ, medium-heavy, medium-heavy action rod. Uh High-speed reels, uh, swim bait, men scrub trailers. That's kind of the summary. I did put links to the descriptions on most of this down below. You can use my code HELLABASS15 mm -hmm. if you'd like to get some Super K jigs and check them out. I highly recommend it. But that is my um, rundown on swim jigs. We're not going to talk about vibrating swim jigs tonight, uh, Clayton. But all of the above, uh, swim jig, you can make short casts. You can bomb them out and cover a ton of water. All of the above. 
I mean, I'll, I'll throw them along docks. I'll throw them over pads. I'll throw them in weed pockets. I'll bomb them over flats and cover water, whatever it calls for. White whale couldn't help it. He had to see what the hype was all about. Are you, I assume you're going to do a video, white whale, breaking down the $10 jigs. I think so, Jay. Um, it's probably not as heavy as the Dirty Jigs No Jack, but for a swim jig, I guess it depends on your rod. It really depends on how stiff your rod is. I think these are pretty darn solid hooks. Can Would I say they're impossible to straighten out? No, but, I mean, it depends on your rod setup, I guess. Why do swim jigs and chatterbaits work better on a different rod? I think it has to do, and we can touch on this. So a swim jig, when a bass eats it, there's it's almost all hooked. There's really nothing to impede. So I think you can use a faster action rod on a swim jig because it's more like a regular jig. Once they eat it, you can kind of set, and you're typically going to get a hook. On a bladed jig, I think they typically come up and they eat it, and that blade kind of can like when you go to pull it right that blade needs to like if if they collapse it and fold that blade when you pull on this tie you're actually going like, to pull their mouth open right that blade has to open and get out of their mouth so if they come up and eat it like this it's just like a swim jig but if they like a bass normally will right will come up and eat the whole thing that blade has to fight its way out of their mouth and partially open their mouth before your hook comes through so that slower action rod I really believe lets that blade find its way out of their mouth without completely blowing open their mouth. And that's why you get a little bit better hookup on a more moderate action rod on a bladed jig. Hope that makes sense, Jay. Uh, White whales tying jigs right now. Uh, that's a day-to-day thing, Clay. Some days are a spinner day, some days are a swim jig. In general, the calmer the water, the brighter the sun, the worse the conditions are for a spinnerbait, the more likely I'm going to throw a swim jig. All right, so that's swim jigs. We are 30 minutes in, and now it's time to move on to the Arky, the flipping jig. Um, so if you guys came in late on swim jigs, you can watch the replay or listen to the podcast version and catch up on that uh, to see what we said. Uh, probably not hair tonight. That's Like I said, there's so many jigs. Hair is probably not going to make it tonight. All right, so getting into the flipping jig. Mm. So excited. So where did I put my flipping jig? All right, so here's a beat up one. This looks like a half ounce. Uh it's got a Zoom Supercross. Not one of my favorite trailers. This was just one that I had tied on for some reason. Um, let's get a new, fresh one out of the jig box. Nice big, fat bass tech. Uh, let's give you a little glimpse into the box. So I'm not a big like freak on like staying super organized. Like I am not a fan of the uh, you know the the jig box from Plano Edge where every little jig has its perfect little slot. I'm just gonna pile them in here. 
Uh, a lot of the Bass Tech jigs I use come in these little, and so I'll just stack those in this big open compartment. That way they stay clean and clear um, in their pocket, and, you know, I'm good with that. Um, no issues there for me. Um, so I like just a traditional Plano-style box with a bunch of compartments and then kind of one big box or one kind of big section here where I could just lay all my new ones in there. Uh, and then as I use them, they kind of find their ways into the slots with matching colors. What? Look at this guy. A new member, Debo, joins the team. Team Hella. Welcome, Debo. Appreciate it, buddy. That's awesome. Um, I suppose we should, should we give Debo the, 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 uh, the new member welcome? One of us, one of us, one of us. Welcome, Debo, to Team Hella. We need to get a sound effect for that. All right. Well, take care. Give those kids a hug and a kiss and uh, enjoy the night. All right. <laughs> yeah. Good point, David. All right. So let's let's look at one of these. Let's uh, I have some of these set or some set out right here. Let's see. So I grabbed. Yeah. Three eighths ounce. There's a three eighths ounce black and blue new out of the package. Open this bad boy up. Um, so there is the Arky style. I'm all focused jig. So there's the three eighths ounce. This is a tungsten flipping jig. I primarily use tungsten flipping jigs. Uh, Bass Tech. That's that's my mainstay. Um, here's a black and blue. You can never go wrong with a black and blue. Um, these jigs come with dual rattles. And then the cool thing about these, they do have a banded rubber collar on them. But underneath, you won't be able to see it, but they are wire-tied underneath the rubber band. So they're a combination of tied and banded, so they're double, got belts and suspenders, and it does allow you to put rattles in these jigs if you so choose, or you can take them out. So it's kind of your choice. The 3.8 ounce here comes with a 4-aught must-add hook. Plenty sharp. Uh, I would say a moderately stout hook. This is not a no-jack hook. If you like to flip your jigs on 65-pound braid with a flipping stick and short line them, this is not your jig. This is more of a light a braid to fluoro or a fluorocarbon jig. Um, I don't really care. <laughs> He's more of a Facebook crowd. Um, but so, yeah, so there's the 3 8 ounce. And I would say, uh, I for my arc style jigs, I would say 95% of what I throw is 3 eighths and half ounce. And I would say that's probably 80% 3 eighths. Uh, fish and shallow, skip and docks, things like that. I, I usually go for the 3 eighths ounce jig first. And I will mix in some half ounce jigs. Uh, let's grab a half ounce here. Where are you, half ouncer? All right. So here's one of my other favorite colors and a half ounce. So Arsenal and Arkansas, you can see a little bit bigger head. That's the half ounce. Um, the half ounce bass that comes with a five-aught hook. Same must-add hook. Uh, a moderate weed guard in these. Not super heavy, not super light. Give you kind of a size comparison here. There's the, the uh, you can see that the. The half ounce versus the three eighths ounce heads. And then uh, there's the five aught 
versus the four out hook. It's a little bit different size hook. Um, like I said, three eighths ounce is going to get the call 80% of the time. Uh, I mean, the great majority of the time I'm flipping these around trees, laydowns, docks, sparse vegetation, pads, fishing them on weed lines, things like that. Um, my two favorite colors are this black, brown, green pumpkin, which gets the nod mostly in clear water. Um, it's got a natural mix of a little bit of black with some deeper browns and a green pumpkin. It's just a really natural craw or bluegill pattern. And you can kind of change it from a craw to a bluegill based on the trailer that you choose and the and the color. What's up, Tyler Goes Fishing? Uh, and then... Uh, there's the other favorite color that I really like is my Oki Craw. And that's basically a black, blue, green pumpkin mix. And so there I will typically just use this in slightly more stained or dirty water. Um, kind of get the best of both worlds. It's basically the, the tramp stamp or the 1099 of jig colors uh, or the Oki Craw. And I can up and down, you know, a lot of what I do with jigs is I have two basic colors that I use, you know, 90% of the time here. And then depending on our darkness or clear of the water, um, I adjust the trailer. In clear water, I would go with a more natural jig and go with like a really plain green pumpkin or watermelon light colored trailer. And as the water got darker, I would go maybe like green pumpkin red fleck or Okeechobee craw or maybe even a black trailer on this. And then same with this. In stained water, we'd probably start with, you know, this oaky craw in kind of a green pumpkin blue or something like that. And then, you know, move up to a black, blue, black, neon, sapphire chunk as the water got darker and muddier. Um, half ounce gets the nod um, when I need to fish a little faster, when it's windier, maybe around thicker vegetation, when the cover gets a little heavier, um, things like that. So it's just kind of, I just up, uh, I, you know, when the condition, when the, when the, when the, <laughs> the weather's calmer, brighter sun, higher pressure, going to go up to three eighths we're going to probably trim the skirt up a little more a little bit smaller trailer and so we just between these two we bulk up and bulk down and we uh with color trailers and we kind of dial them up and down to you know um match the conditions. so that's the nice thing about a jig is you can do so much just by tweaking based on the conditions um lauren me personally almost all the jigs uh that i use um our tungsten for flipping. It's just what I've gotten used to. It's what I, 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 a long time ago, I used true tungsten jigs. I was going to dig some of those out. Maybe I have one around here. Somewhere floating around in my box, an old school true tungsten jig. Here's one. Nope, that's not one. That's one I tied. Mm -mm, mm -mm. thought I pulled one out the other night. I was going to dig some out, but didn't do as much show prep as I wanted to. Got home late, so I don't know that I had one. But they were the, one of the first tungsten jigs, and I really enjoyed using those, and that's what kind of got me hooked on tungsten flipping jigs. So that's kind of the story why. And now I primarily use the Bastec tungsten jigs. There is nothing wrong with a lead jig. I've just really come to appreciate the compactness, the, um, the sensitivity, 
the different sound of chunks and jig. Uh, they definitely all have their place. Lead jigs have caught thousands and thousands and thousands of fish. There's nothing wrong with them. I just have a really strong preference for a tungsten Arky style jig. Um, I think there's some advantages to that. And I just appreciate that. Not saying that's what you have to use or what you need to use, but that's the way that I have gone with my jigs. Um, especially where we fish with a lot of grass in Minnesota, that tungsten seems to slide through a little better um, for me. And plus when I hit rocks, when I hit docks, when I hit wood cover rocks, you can feel it. It transmits the bottom a lot better. Um, the other sweet, not so positive is that when you hit a pontoon, a tungsten jig makes an unbelievably loud twang sound. So if you hit the sides of pontoons a lot and want to get the attention of uh, boat home dock owners, tungsten really gets their attention. <laughs> It'll make you more accurate really quick. Um, Jig squad in the house. What's up? Cuda. Um, so there you, that's, uh, so there, that's my two main jigs, the half ounce, three eighths ounce, uh, Bass Tech. The two main colors are the Oki Craw, which they do make, uh, uh, a lot of other colors we can kind of, kind of pull up. There's a bunch of them on Omnia I can show you. Um, so you can kind of see all the colors. But the thing is, like, I like to keep it simple and uh, not get too crazy with colors so I don't have a jig box with a thousand different colors in it. Um, and so I try to keep it down to just a handful of jig colors, and then I modify my options based on the trailer, and that's what I kind of tone them up and tone them down. So you can see there's a straight green pumpkin, black and blue, your bread and butter, your PB, you know. Uh, there's the black, brown, green pumpkin that I talked about, a crawdad, which has got a little like a green pumpkin, brown, orange. There's a magic craw. I do like this one. I do throw the magic craw a little bit, especially in really clean water in Minnesota. That's got a nice look to it. Um, Missouri craw for you, uh, or Texas craw, depending on where you're from, a little bit of muddy water. Um, <laughs> there you go, Daniel. Uh, the oaky craw that we talked about, we have a, you know, a PB and J. Uh, a lot of people like that. And then uh, a watermelon, which is probably my least favorite jig color, but some people really like that. So that's kind of the rundown of the uh, the uh, the Bass Tech tungsten jigs, uh, which you can get at Omnia. Which you guys looks like you've been buying some; they're out of stock in a few. Um, I feel like I'm doing a really terrible job on questions tonight. Uh, it's not necessary, Sean, but if it makes you feel good, then more power to you. Yeah, especially with jigs, Anthony, I'm all about that. Like, I don't get super bogged down on a zillion colors and things like that. So let's talk about trailers a little bit here. Um, this is my main bag right here for jig trailers. This Arsenal Battalion bag. Um, and you can see there's not a ton in here because I don't typically get really crazy. Now, you can. There's, like, literally an infinite number of trailers you can put on a jig. There's no wrong choice um but my main two are the menace scrub again similar same trailer i use on my swim jig i also use on my flipping jig it, it skips great it swims great it drags great it does everything it gets bit it's pretty durable comes in good colors um i'm not a big fan of the coffee scent sorry debo i hate coffee but the uh the uh, the menace scrub is a staple. Uh, I probably got 
a bunch of mine that are in here that are like rigged up, right? Like ones that are all beat up. Most of them have a menace scrub on there. And same thing, you can vertically or horizontally. More times than not, I'm going to put it more horizontally on a flipping jig because I want it to stay horizontal and planed out. Um, that's weird, AJ, because I feel like in the part of your country, down towards the Ozarks and like Nebraska, like PB&J is super popular. Um, so there's another one. Like most, like most of the jigs that I've cut off <laughs> and thrown in the box have a mana scrub on them. Um, it's just super popular. Uh, I do super well with that. Um, kicks. Uh, it does everything I need. Um, I really can't say much about it. Much bad about the mana scrub. Um, it comes in and out of cover really well. Um, so that, that's like 1A. Then I would say 1B is the Ultra Vibe Speed Crow. So let's maybe just take one of these out. I'm not a big fan of the clamshells that the Menace Scrubs come in, but serves a purpose. So the Menace Scrub is the, or the, the so the Menace Scrub, 1A, 1B, Speed Crowd. They're actually both very similar profile, size, amount of bulk. The, the Speed Crowd is a little flatter. Um, they both skip amazing. They both kick, probably displace about the same amount of water, but they do have a slightly different vibration in the water. So um, I use them pretty interchangeably. I can't say why I pick one or the other. It's kind of a gut feeling what's going on. Um, they have a different, they definitely have a different signature or vibration they put off, but I would say the, the magnitude or the, the loudness of it is probably very similar. Um, so, you know, these are going to be stocked up in green pumpkins, blacks, blues, bluegill colors, and a few other colors, simple colors. I usually like some kind of green pumpkin red, green pumpkin candy, something like that. Uh, for most of my trailers. Um, and these same trailers work great on football jigs. They work good on swim jigs. They work good on flipping jigs. Um, so that part goes back to the kind of keep it simple mentality. And you can do a lot with very little with just a handful, right? Like I feel like this bag with eight or 10 bags of speed cross and menace scrubs allows me to do just about anything I need to do uh, from a jig trailer perspective. Uh, most of the time, or at least 90% of it. There are times when I will go bigger and crazier. Chigger craws, uh, pocket craws, um, right? The, 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 I forget what this one, this is the, uh, which beaver is this? The spicy beaver, I think, right? Is this the spicy? Yeah. You know, there are times I will go with a bigger, larger profile, especially like uh, when I want a bigger bite, when I, um, you know, in the fall, when I want to move water in darker water, sometimes I will bulk up and use a bigger craw. Like I said, there is no wrong trailer. You can use just about any craw, chunk, things like that. Um, you know, there are times to bulk up like the super speed craw. I mean, I definitely carry more plastics in the boat uh, for those things. Like a regular beaver can make a really good jig trailer. A D-bomb, right, uh, can make a good jig trailer. Um there are, I definitely want to play around with the, um, I mean, there are times I'll use the rage bug when I want a bigger profile. Um, you know, these adrenaline bugs in the junior and regular size or the adrenaline craw, I will use these, you know, something like a, a hammer craw from the ruse. There's a lot of options, uh, things like that, that I will use, but these are my, you know, 
if, if you want to know what is my bread and butter, what's going to be on there 90% of the time, it's the mana scrub and the speed crop. I mean, I cash a ton of checks. I do very well in tournaments, on jigs. These are the ones that are most often there. I mean, you can throw the pork, right? I still got jars of pork. Never know when I might pull it out. It's that Fleet Farm sticker. You guys up north know what's that all about. Fleet Farm. <laughs> um, the cool thing about um, pork is it's super... What I like about it is it's efficient. Um, you can put one pork chunk on, and if you're fishing a jig a lot and keeping it wet, you can use the dang thing all day. You never fix it. You never have to like fix the trailer, right? Um, that's the beauty of pork. Uh, you know, whether you think it's a cold water or a, a hot water or a warm thing, it's an efficiency thing for me. Like when you're flipping in heavy cover and yanking out all day, you can use that pork all dang day. So if you're on a hot jig bite, Think about trying to pork. You can catch fish after fish after fish and never fix it, which means you're going to make more casts, more presentations, catch more fish. I remember I had a tournament on Leech Lake ooh, 10, 15 years ago, back when pork was kind of at the end of its uh, its run. And uh, I locked a jig in my hand all day and had one piece of pork on there. And it was all about the number of presentations throughout that day. And, and fishing in wild rice, that stuff is hard on your trailers. And the fact that I just probably made – you know, a course of a day, uh, if, if a normal guy fishing a, a plastic trailer made a thousand pitches, I made 1100 or 1200 pitches, you know, and made 10 to 20% more pitches over that day and got, you know, 10 to 20% more bites in my head. Um, lots of good comments here. Um, yeah. Don't leave the pork on after you're on the water and even on a hot day, you don't want to leave it out on the deck. Um, yeah. Rate of fall. You know, I don't know if it has to do with depending on water clarity. I really think it has to do with the mood of the fish. Um, I, I don't know if you can simplify it to the point of muddy versus clear. I would say that probably in muddy water, you probably maybe want a little slower rate of fall. Um, it kind of depends on the bottom. If it's a hard bottom, you know, then fish might be on the bottom. It might be about getting down to the bottom and disturbing the bottom. If it's a softer bottom, then you maybe want a lower rate of fall so you can, they can get on it before it gets in the silt. Um, uh, there's a lot of things to consider, but I think, you know, when you're not getting bites, rate of fall is something that could change. Whether that means going to a heavier jig, lighter jig, changing your trailer, it all plays into it. Sometimes you want a reaction bite. You want that, that heavy jig with a really small scrub trailer, will like whoosh, right down, get in front of their face. And they just like, they have to, it's like fight or flight. They either eat or they don't. Other times you want, you know, uh, a, <laughs> A lighter jig with a bulkier trailer, and that thing will just kind of lazily, you know, creep down. It, it really depends uh, on the mood of the fish. Um, so for these jigs, uh, these these Arky jigs, ninety plus percent of the time, almost all, almost one hundred percent of the time, I'm fishing those on fluoro. Um, 17, 16, 17, usually twenty pound. Um, my main rod, one of my main rods, I got two rods, uh, the Champion Extreme, an oldie but a goodie here, 745 uh, is my one of my main jig rods. The other is the 705. And really the only difference there uh, of when I choose that is the 705 is my main dock rod. Like this gets the bulk of the work 
And of course, there's a Texas rig on it right now. But uh, usually, <laughs> this has got a three eight ounce jig on it almost all of the time with twenty pound line with the Tula SV for dock skipping. Um, twenty pound line day in and day out. This is my dock rod. It usually has a three eight ounce Bastec jig with a you know speed ground minute scrub almost all the time, and that's uh, going to get the bulk of the work. To me, the seven hundred five is the right tip, the right action. Backbone for skipping, yet still has the power to get them out. Control a five pounder, get them out of the dock. Um, that's that's why I choose this setup. Now, this is an expensive rod, three hundred and seventy or eighty dollars. They make a seven hundred five, I think, in a Fury for one hundred and twenty. Um, so there's a lot of options at the different price points. Um, but this is my setup. Like I said, it's something I do a lot. If you watch my videos, uh, I fish a lot of shallow jigs, and so I don't mind splurging on this rod that it gets a lot of use. Um. The other rod, the 705, is more of my all-purpose jig rod. So if I'm not skipping as much uh, or more, doing more pitching, less skipping, I still can skip with this very efficiently. I'm just a little less accurate day in and day out. The 745 gets the nod with a uh, also a 7-1, seven, 7-3 seven to one, seven to three reel. Uh, same 17 to 20-pound fluorocarbon. I might fish this more on weed lines and offshore more with the 745. I will still pitch shallow cover. Um but those are the two main rods that get the bulk of my Arky work. Um, I see a question. Yes, the DC 744 is also a very good jig rod, but I have that typically attached to another jig that we're going to use in a little bit. But there's no reason you couldn't use a DC 744 in place of a 745. The, the Champion Extreme 745 and the XP 744 have very similar actions. And the 744 is a bargain of a rod uh, for $100 less than the Champion Extreme. Not really, Andrew. When you leave pork out, it's kind of a little bit irreversible my, from my experience. Um, why fluoro and not braid to fluoro? That's a good question. Um, I've just become really accustomed to, I've used it so long and so much that I am really in tune with how my jig feels with straight fluoro. Like when I'm swimming it, when I'm dragging it, when I'm casting it, everything about my mechanics and my muscle memory is really dialed in to 17 to 20 pound floor. Um, so whether I'm bumping bottom or a bluegill's pecking it or a bass sucks it in or anything is different or out of the ordinary for my jig, I am very in tune with how floral feels. So at this point, I really am not interested in changing it. I don't really lose fish. I don't miss fish on jigs very often. Uh, it, it's rare that I don't get a good hook set uh, in that fish, um, with straight fluoro. So for me, it's not broken. I'm not going to change it. I like the stretch that fluorocarbon has. My hook set is, is all set up and memoried into my bone and into my core for 17 to 20 pound fluorocarbon with these rods. So it works for me. I'm not going to change it. I've dabbled with braid to fluoro and bait casters. I have not been able to, with my rods and my, like, temper down my hook set uh, to where I don't end up missing fish or breaking leaders or, I don't know, it doesn't work for me. Now, if you're new starting out <laughs> or you have issues with straight braid or straight braid or straight mono or straight fluoro and it's not working for you, there's no reason that fluoro, braid to fluoro is not a good option. Um, but when, you know, I can tie a pretty good braid to floral knot and I never, almost never break them on a spinning rod. Um, but when it comes to like flipping and pitching, I have issues. Like 
I can't seem, I, I don't know if I'm not tying a good enough knot or my rods are too heavy for what I'm like. I, I set too hard or what it is, but I have issues. Um, it could be balling, but he uses Falcons and I'm not sure how Falcon powers like one person's eight to another person's six to another person's three. There's no standard for rod numbers in fishing. So uh, what Falcon calls an eight could be a Dobbin six. Like that's not a standard thing among rod factors. So you can't really say four in one manufacturer, four to another may not be the same thing. No, I haven't. I've heard of people throwing in the live well though when they're not using it. Um, I haven't. I, I've I haven't dabbled with the Magnum Menace scrubs, but there's no reason you couldn't. Uh, a lot of people like to flip Magnum Menace scrubs on Texas rigs. Uh, uh, yeah, X the seven forty four is an amazing rod. I love it. Uh, I just use it I, because I just have it dedicated to a different technique. There's no reason I couldn't use it on these same three eighths half ounce jigs. Um, it potentially could be Charles. Um, I don't use a lot of high float trailers. I guess I do want to dabble this year because I always like to tinker, right? I, I talk about, you know, what really works for me, but one of them that really intrigues me for this year is this baby adrenaline claw, adrenaline craw. And, uh, these are more of a high, they're not like Z-man high float, but they're not heavily salted. So these will definitely float up a little higher than like a menace scrub or a zoom speed craw. So we'll see that it definitely could affect it. Um, but it's not something I've played around with so far. No reason a Z man wouldn't be a good option for a jig trailer either. Like, a, I bought some of the helicross this year. Um, so yep. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I like floral leaders for spinning rods and certain things, but not for slack line and hook sets on jigs. Um, and I do even for my floral, on all these rods where I'm using 17, 20 pound fluoro, there is usually 30, 40% of that is old fluoro or old mono underneath it. So I never, whenever I re-spool something, I would almost never tear it down to the end of the reel. I'm almost always going to leave 34% of the old line on there and just do a splice knot because you don't need to fill the line the whole way. Um, yeah. Thanks, Bob. Thanks for the reminder. Everybody 200. Wow. I feel like we got to be close to a record. Is it, Nothing going on tonight, or do I need to not have guests more often, or are we just that excited about jigs? <laughs> um, so what powers equate to medium, heavy, heavy, extra, heavy, faster? And that, that again, Dan, that from uh, manufacturer to manufacturer, that changes. Um, even within like Dobbins, right? Like a one four might be like a, a medium, heavy extra fast and in a different line the four might be a heavy fast and then the five might be so but typically their fours are heavies their fives are mag heavies and their threes are medium heavies in in dobbins but even that's still like between lines sometimes is a little bit gray uh, yeah which is weird because uh like a, a loom, I would say a Dobbins five is pretty compared to a Loomis four or like a Dobbins five would be a Loomis 4.5 or a something like that. Um, but I, I really haven't played with any Falcons in a while, so I don't know what their number system is like. Uh, 735 Fury would be a good jig rod for sure. 
There you go. Um, so, yeah. So we talked about line. We talked about my rods. Uh, all the rods we've talked about so far, you can find on Ami as well. Um, yeah, I could see that. Um, it, it might be this. There's more tip, too. Like, it's definitely got more length. It could be more than the tip. Um, I have a – I assume you're talking about the Champion Extreme 746. Actually, that's a like my favorite frog rod, and it's definitely a splurge to use a Champion Extreme for a frog rod. But I have also pitched like 22, 25-pound fluorocarbon and pitched in milfoil with it. And I've also spooled it up with braid and flipped and punched with it as well. So um, some people like – I know like for a while Paul Mueller said 746 was his favorite swim jig rod, and other people like it for other things. But I use it more as a pitching – flipping stick the 746 or a frog rod uh 735 braid leader yeah so that's that's a great utility right you you throw braid to leader when you're fishing a jig or a worm and then when you snip that leader off and try it straight to the frog you get a ton of utilitarian yeah i i, I am not saying braid to flora was wrong i'm saying it's not right for me it's probably your fault, Darius. You've been buying it all. <laughs> um, um, do I see any benefits to using lead jigs at all? Uh, price, unless it's Randy's jig, then a ten dollar depends on the jig, right? Most lead jigs are cheaper than some tungsten jigs, but a lot of you know premium lead jigs have creeped up into that five six dollar range, and and a lot of the good tungsten jigs are also five six dollars. So. Um, so price, um, you know, there are some things where you want, like, I think a football jig, depending on sometimes a football jig, I think tungsten can be good. And other times I think in certain really rocky situations, having more width and bulk to that lead will actually keep you from getting as deep in the crevice. Um, it can, some instances move more shell or move more debris. If you really want to plow it like a Carolina rig. So there are times that lead can be a benefit situationally, or they can push grass away from the rest of your bait. Um, yeah, I like flipping jigs uh, with my DX745. Do that a ton. Uh, TK, I believe six, outside of their swim bait rods, I think six is the highest. I think there's like an 807 swim bait rod or something like that, but in their like normal bass rods, I think six is the highest. Uh, one advantage to lead is if you're a do-it-yourself guy, lead is a possibility. Whereas if you're a do-it-yourself guy, uh, tungsten is a no-go unless you have like a 5,000 degree blast furnace in your garage. Yeah, so Tim says he thinks that uh, Falcon goes up to a seven. This seems like a trick question because it's always a visor regardless. Uh, I do have your question teed up for later, Bassmaster Matt, about pike. Um, yeah, I can see that. Um, I don't have any issues skipping tungsten, um, but lead would give you more surface area. Yeah, this is a good point, Michael, as you said, right? Yeah. Not all fives and all Dobbins are the same. Um, uh, 
Nope. You can wear whatever you want. <laughs> Unless it doesn't matter what you wear. Unless somebody's paying you to wear something. <laughs> um Yeah, so as far as like these weed guards, I, I rarely trim them or do anything. I will a lot of times if they're a little bit like a lot of times, uh, sometimes they'll be a little, you know, and this happens with a lot of jigs, right? Is depending like sometimes the glue or the epoxy will be a little more built up there. And if it's too much, it'll get, make the jig really stiff. So sometimes I'll break that and loosen that. The other thing I will do is I will V the weed guard a little bit um, and get it so it's a little wider which just gives you a little more deflection. So if your hook point does roll, it's just giving you a little bit more. And then when it comes down, right, when it pushes through, um, you know, V kind of allows the hook slot to go through. So that's about the only thing I do a little bit is make sure that it's not too gooped up where it's stiff. And then sometimes I'll V it out a little bit. But other than that, I don't do a lot of modifications to the, the bass tech jigs. They're, they're a pretty moderate uh, weed guard. So I don't, I will trim these, right? So on a speed craw, right? Uh, I, I typically all the trailers I'm using, I'm threading on. Um, sometimes I'll, depending on how I want to trim it down, I'm going to chop that first segment off there, right? Um, but I'll thread that on and push it up on the lead barb and then pretty straight. Now, this one's pretty good, but if I would have trimmed that segment off and this skirt was at all interfering with these legs, I would definitely trim up that skirt. So that um, you know it's not tangling with any of the legs. If any part of the skirt is touching the legs, I will trim it up. Now there are times I will trim it even further, um, just to give it a smaller profile. You know, I do have some jigs in my box that I've modified um, or given a certain haircut. Have any handy here? But there's no reason you can't take a flipping jig and give it a. Of course, I say that, and then all right. So there's a. Right, one that I've trimmed up real short. This one's got like a max set chunk on it, but that one I've cut quite a bit shorter, and you see it puffs out more. It's got you know a, almost above the hook, and it's just got a. I can probably throw away this max set chunk. I'm guessing that's not any good anymore. Um, but there, that one's this one's pretty, and sometimes you can even cut it like this, right, and give it a finesse cut, and then you'll get that kind of collared look of a right. Uh, Debo did ask about the finesse jigs. I do have a couple in there, right? That little ball head jig. But you can do that with a regular flipping jig and give it that same haircut. The head's not really any bigger, uh, but you can give your a regular flipping jig a finesse cut. Um, doo -doo -doo -doo. Where were we? So... Still talking flippy jigs. Yeah, I use uh, Arky Jig a lot for a bank angler. The other thing I like about the Arky Jig is it's still a decent swim jig. So um, when I'm skipping my favorite three-eighths ounce, half-ounce jigs around wood cover, things like that, um, I'll still swim this, right? Like if I'm going with a stretch where there's no hard cover to pitch, I'll just throw it up and swim it back. Um, I haven't tried the missile chunk yet, but that is on my list. I think I have a pack here. So it's... As I'm patiently waiting for the ice to melt here in Minnesota, I do have some of these. I am intrigued to try these. So hopefully you, you may see these in a video in the future and report back. But I haven't tried them yet, but they are, along with the uh, Adrenaline Crowd Jr., a couple of my key trailers that I plan to dabble with this year, TK. 
Um, nothing wrong with that, Jim. Um, it does. I mean, it. I guess there's no wrong way to do it, but typically when I'm trimming, I'm either like if I'm leaving it long, I want more bulk, more movement, a bigger presentation. When I'm cutting it down, it typically means I'm feel like the bite is tougher. There's higher pressure. I want a smaller profile. I want something less imposing to the fish. Um, and uh, so that there's typically a, a method to my badness when I do trim my jigs up. You know, I don't want them to interfere with the trailer, but sometimes I will trim up to give a smaller profile uh, to the fish. It's a good point. You know, that's a fair statement, Kyle. Yeah, the nice thing about the tungsten is that you can give them finesse cut, and because of the small profile, they 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 kind of take that shape of the the the, uh, the finesse. Um, I mean, and to some degree, like sometimes the more I use them, the more they get chewed on. The same time, like the more strands the fish chew off a jig, like this one that's all gnarly, and like half of them are missing. It seems like sometimes they work better. I don't. I don't know. Not really. Like, I mean, they've been in here since last fall and no real issues. So, I don't know. I guess it depends. Obviously, if they were like Z-Man or something, that would be a problem. Uh, what else do we haven't talked about? There are some things. Sometimes there are things I like to do. Let me see if I can find any. This is more like a a call for help. I don't know if I have any more of these. They make this thing called the jig sling or the chunk sling. And uh can't find them anymore. I don't know if I have any in here. But I like them because they help keep your jig trailer on. I feel like I'm out. I don't see any more in here. But uh, if anybody has any jig slings from the company Vertical Lures still around, let me know. I will take them off your hands. Oh, here's one right here. All right. This little guy right here. TK. This thing, <laughs> basically, you slide this up onto your hook shank. And it sticks on there like this. You slide your trailer on, and then you basically pull this over the hook, and it locks your trailer on. And it completely, yeah, the all-terrain one's not quite the same, Chad, but similar. But I would like to find more of these. If anybody knows where these are, let me know in the DMs somewhere because I need more of these. Because that goes back to the efficiency thing, uh, making more presentations, uh, spend less time effing with my trailer, catching more fish, and less time playing with soft plastic. I've tried these uh, Hayabusa little trailer locks. They're okay. They're not quite the same. They're a different principle. They're just a little more cumbersome. Um, I will agree that they were a little expensive, TK, but honestly... Um, I mean, if you compare it to Randy's jig, I don't mind paying 50 cents for a jig sling. <laughs> uh, but, uh, 
and my camera is out of focus again. Um, but hey, uh, what they saved in trailers and efficiency, I yeah, to me they were worth the money. Um, I don't typically switch out colors a lot unless I'm really not getting bit. But to me, it really bothers me when my camera won't focus like that. Um, that. It, I, to me, I have enough confidence and experience that I'm typically going to match my jig to what I feel the conditions are. <coughs> um, and at that point, if the fish aren't biting, I'm probably more likely to try a spinnerbait or a, you know, a tube or something like that um, more than uh, the color of the jig. I believe Randy's jig is a cool $9.99, or is it an even $10? i am not sure. Um, so that's the, the flipping jigs. What have we not talked about in flipping jigs? Is there anything I missed on the flipping jigs? Um, but uh, let's uh, – we can always circle back here. Um. So what was ne what's next on the list? Football structure jig. Oh, one thing I will say on the flipping jig. So I do occasionally, I will carry unskirted heads. So I will uh, carry like unskirted three-eighths and half-ounce black, green pumpkin, brown jig heads in the boat, in my tackle box. And then I do carry uh, some, you know, unique you know, skirt colors and things like that. So on makeshift, rather than stocking a zillion colors in my box, I will carry some extra skirts in basic colors and things like that. And then I can just make a jig in the boat when I need to. Um, so that's always an option. And then I will also occasionally hand tie some skirt colors like this black, blue, chrome, orange. So like this is something I tied up for down on the Wachita River, thinking it'd be super muddy and like something I want to show them different. So, um, so that is something. And then, you know, I can play around with different skirt materials with those heads, um, things like that. Like some of this hydro silk that, uh, that Tom sent me, I can make new jigs out of those. So I do like to carry a fair amount of unskirted jigs just to play around with for experimentation as well. You know, this is like, this bluegill color from Boss is one of my favorites to just slap on a, a green or brown head in a pinch. Um, my favorite non-Bass Tech jig for flipping. Mm, I don't have one because that's really all I use, sadly, Bassmaster Matt. But you know what? There is a guy that I know that uses jigs other than Bass Tech jigs. And... Uh, that work is he not oh, it's like an adam and didn't add him gabe what's going on man you're just in time to answer uh since you're not a big bass tech guy what, what's your favorite cumberland <laughs> what's your favorite cumberland jig my uh, favorite man i brought some jigs since i had plenty of time to get some stuff together i do apologize because um i went to find the laptop and i realized that it was in my wife's vehicle and she was doing the girls night thing so there you go home and here we are um so just before you go, wait a minute, you can find Bass Tech jigs at Tackle Warehouse. Omnia Fishing uh, are the two best places to get them. And you can use the code on the bottom of the screen to save yourself a few bucks on the at uh, 
Omnia, or if you prefer to go to Tackle Warehouse, you can go and use like the link down in uh, Bateman or Debo stream and give them a little support when you buy them there. So that's a good call, man. I use I use the uh, I use your code all the time, Omnia Fishing. It's like they have a sale; it's twenty percent off, but your code's fifteen, so it's not that big a difference. So if you're a premium member and you get ten percent back, right? Then right. you can use the fifteen percent off code and you get ten percent back, which is like twenty three point seven percent savings. Then. <laughs> That's a sweet deal, man. It's, I got a lot of money just sitting there and just waiting. I don't like to spend it. I like to have that credit. It's kind of like my Sam's card. I use a Sam's credit card for gas purchases and you get, I think it's like 5% back and I just let it keep building and building. Next thing you know, I got like three, $400 in there. And it's like, it's like get upside for, uh, for fishing tackle. Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I believe so, AJ. I've been told, I don't know if anybody that's tested it, but I've heard that the code now is a one time per month code. Um, so my so yeah, what's your what's your favorite flipping jigs well i'll start with we're gonna swim. jump into football jigs after that okay i'll just go with the swim jig um we talked so, about swim jig like an hour ago we talked i know about man but i was flipping talk. jigs talk. i'll go through these real quick just a couple colors um <laughs> so this is this is a swim jig made by cumberland pro this is the limit out compact swim jig it's a smaller profile jig it's got like a three-aught gammy in there and the thing about this one is is you can still go behind people that are throwing a little bit bigger swim jig and pick up some bites. It's got a wire weed guard, which is different. And I find it to be just fine in wood and grass. So I haven't really had a problem with it, but chartreuse shiner is um, this color right here. And I like, I heard you guys talking about, um, I heard you talking about trailers. I like a lot of times I just like a little like three inch swim bait on there. This is a little hogs swim bait. The uh, reaction innovations, little dipper is another one that I throw a lot. Um, a menace, obviously mm -hmm. a rage stone menace is a good one. And then the other color that I throw, this is, this is their true track swim jig. So this one has a, a wire or a uh, fiber guard on there, a little bit heavier hook. This is something you can throw on braid, the, the limit out compact. You could probably throw it on braid, but you'd want a really soft rod. This one, you can jack them on. This is the midnight shad color. Um, a lot of times I throw that, this, I pair this up with a, this is kind of not a lot of people do this, I don't think, but I put like a full size rage crawl on there. So this is that same swim jig with a big fat rage crawl. And I like this for throwing around like zero to like four feet. You can really float that thing around the cover. Um, just move it really. It's like slow rolling a swim jig when you put that big trailer on there. And I like to I like to go like black and blue, but I like green pumpkin for the trailer. It's kind of contrasting. Um, as far as flipping jig. They make one called the Procaster that I really like a lot. And I've kind of gotten into um, a local company around here at Lake of the Ozarks. I'm from I'm from Cape Girardeau, Missouri, which is about 100 miles south of St. Louis. So I fish, you know, Table Rock, Lake of the Ozarks. I also fish over in southern Illinois. We've got several lakes over there. But a brand that's real popular down in Lake of the Ozarks area is called Crocagator. And they make a zapper jig. It's a really good flipping jig. Just a really solid flipping jig. So I've been I just been playing around with these the last couple of years, and so far I like them. Um, football jig, the jewel. Oh, we're not quite the football jigs. Okay, okay, all right, I'll stop. I'm so all those are your two favorite flipping jigs. So there you go, Bassmaster Matt. Your two favorite non bass tech flipping jigs from Gabe. Um, but so we were just about wrapping up flipping jigs. We spent a long time talking about that. Um, so now football jigs is next on the list based on the poll. And I would say that I probably should throw football jigs more 
Um, as we talked about before, I would say I half ounce and three quarter ounce. Uh, that's awesome, Keith. Good luck to you. Um, but uh, yeah, so a football jig for those that aren't familiar, right? Some of you know this, some of you don't, but it's a football shaped jig. Um, I again don't throw football jigs a ton. Uh, I have some old Picassos, I've got some old Terminators, I've got a good stock of the tungsten football jigs from Bass Tech as well. Um, it's not something we throw. I mean, there are some guys that throw them a lot in Minnesota. I don't. Um, there's definitely a time and a place for it. Uh, I usually say any place you throw a Carolina rig is a good place to throw a football jig or vice versa. Um, but, you know, like I said, I use a lot of the same trailers, menace grubs, speed craws, twin tail grubs, chigger craws, things like that. Um what are you, what are you, what are your, uh, and again, same, it's like, to me, it's 15 to 17 pound fluoro. I, and then a lot of times it's still for me, uh, <laughs> I have like one 745 for a flipping jig and the other 745 is typically got a, uh, football jig on it. I will, if I'm doing more finesse, I maybe go down to a, a 744 or something like that, but like a four to five power rod, still seven, seven, three, seven, five, uh, straight floral for me on football jigs. And it's, you know, looking for gravel, looking for transitions, looking for rocks. Uh, I don't know anything else to add. I don't, I don't like brush football polish. jigs. Don't get that me excited. I don't know. Like they're a good tool and I know I need them, but like, I don't get hyped to throw a football jig. Like I do a flipping jig. Yeah. I, I mean, to me, you can throw, I don't know, a football jig. I throw a football jig quite a bit, but a lot of guys are fishing like deep, you know, deep brush piles and stuff. Seems to be a popular way to throw a football jig, you know, because most of the time it's a lot easier to run across like your one ounce football head jigs than it is like a one ounce flipping jig or something. Um, yeah. And they come through brush pretty good. But um, I just, I was down Table Rock this weekend and I caught the first tournament. I caught, I think I caught all my fish that I weighed in. All, well, all but one that I weighed in on a football jig just dragging around that rocky stuff and it just comes through rock a little bit better than your standard, you know, flipping jig. But I like, I mean, if I can get by with like a three eighths ounce, my, my whole theory is on dragging something on the bottom, the lighter you can get away with and still keep bottom contact, the less snags you will get. And I mm -hmm. think that applies to just about anything, but if you got a lot of wind or if you're fishing, you know, like, a, like a three eighths, I can fish a three eighths down to, about 20 feet, you know, a 15 pound test. I like a little bit lighter line. Um, if you don't have much wind, but then if, you know, if you get any deeper that you got some wind, you're going to have to bump up to like three quarter. I don't throw one ounce. I mean, I just don't throw one ounce. I don't I think, ever, you know, there are times when you need to ultra deep, heavy winds, maybe like when you're fishing ledges and the current's ripping current, yeah. <laughs> and you kind of need it, but like, mm -hmm. it's pretty rare. The, the other thing is like, some people do like, the, the other thing that a one ounce or three quarter ounce jig will get you is the like the super fast fall, right? So if they're really, or if you're stroking, right, mm -hmm. right, like if you want that super fast reaction bite, the three quarter one ounce can be uh, a little better. Um, and sometimes there's there are times getting in there, like, and you may hang up more, but like getting in there and rooting around and just causing the disturbance can create bites. Um, it does. It does make a difference. I, I've seen that before. I saw that at Bull Shoals not too long ago. I was fishing with my buddy Dale Coven, and I was throwing a lighter jig. He was throwing a heavier jig, and he was getting more bites because I think it was making more noise. It was stirring up more stuff, and mm -hmm. 
it's just the way it is. But you know, another, another thing with that heavy jig is you can lose a few more fish when they jump, they've got more leverage, True. especially like a one ounce jig. That's a lot of weight. And you know, most of the time it's going to have a little bit bigger hook. You're going to have a bigger hole in the fish's mouth. They're going to get leverage. You're going to throw it a lot easier. So lighter is better as long as the fish are responding to it, in my opinion. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of people will, you know, some football jigs like the original all-terrain rock jigs will come with no weed guard. But, the, you know, you if you're truly fishing like gravel, kind of rock with not super heavy rock, uh, you know, you can definitely just cut the weed guard off a football mm-hmm. jig. That's, that's definitely something to do. Um, or trim it really thin or almost nothing. Like, so there, there are times on football jigs where you will can go with no or almost no weed guard. And, uh, that's an option as well as like, you can also like a heavier jig. You can also like, if you really want to like almost fish it like a biffle head, right. You can get it down there and let it just like tumble bounce or like slow roll it almost instead of like really slowly drag it. So it all really depends on what you want to do with that jig. They're pretty versatile. There's a lot of things you can do. Um, some people I know some guys that like to flip this and like they flip football like a one ounce jig on the edge of the grass. I don't know. It's not me, but uh, uh it's good for swimming docks too. Uh, Lake of the Ozarks in the fall, they really get around those docks, and you can take sure. a three quarter ounce uh, football head jig with a big um, like the the yum crawl chunk is a really popular one down there. My buddy Mike fishes that. He kind of turned me on to that mm-hmm. crawl. Um, but yes, yeah, you can swim it the reason you need that three quarter ounce is to keep it, keep it moving, you know, keep right. it moving a couple feet down. And then when you get to the end of those docks, you just kill it and it falls really fast. So those fish are following there. If they shoot out and they won't commit, as soon as it falls, it seems like they go down after it. So are they using a football? Cause occasionally they let it hit the bottom and it's rocky or it's just multi-purpose. If you see a right. brush pile, you can just fish the brush right. pile. If you, if you're, you know, basically you're going down a stretch of docks in between the docks, you can fish it and then pick it back up, start swimming it again. When you get to the docks, it's multi-purpose. Yeah. And it seems to ride better. It kind of, kind of has a little bit of a rocking action because of the sure. head. It so will. Like it's a, a, when you swim a football jig, it'll, uh, it doesn't want to swim straight. Like a, you know, like a, a bullet head or a swim bait head will track really, but the, the, mm-hmm. the, the football head will almost push water and make it kind of want to like right turn or fight. Um, and it's, it's got a bigger, it's got a bigger profile kind of that big fat head on it. It just, it, I don't know. It makes it look a little bit heavier. If you smack into something, it makes a lot of noise and it skips pretty good because you know, most of them got like, like this jewel jig is one I was throwing around. It's jewel makes a really good football jig, but it's got that flat, you know, it's got kind of a flat spot on the bottom of it. Um, mm-hmm. which can't really see that, but, it helps it skip a little bit, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Swim like biffle heads have replaced football jigs for a lot of people. Um, you can also fish a Tokyo rig in a similar way. You can put a heavy weight on a Tokyo rig and almost fish that like a football jig or a swing head. Um, I would say that three quarter ounce day in and day out for most people, most places across the country is probably the go to football head jig, uh, I would say. Uh, I don't pour my own jigs. Uh, there are a couple guys like Gramps and Debo do. Um, uh, I know Queen Tackle, they have a tungsten mm-hmm. jig that they put two BBs in. Um, yeah. Yeah, the Assault Bug, that's a good football jig trailer. I think we got a couple of there. Was there a pack of these somewhere? No, I don't know. 
Maybe I don't have any handy. But yeah, the assault bug is not way different than it's almost like a cross between a spicy beaver and a regular beaver. It's kind of got a little wide action to it. It does remind me, for those that tuned in late, I still do plan to give away either the sun gloves or the uh, ninja snips tonight. So we got to do that. Don't let me forget. Um, I like a I have not played around with the new Berkeley football jigs. But I don't think there's anything super special about their jig other than their power bait skirt. So if you're a fan of power bait and the smell and you believe in that and you, you have high confidence in that, then, you know, the Berkeley jigs could be a good option for sure. You could just put a Berkeley chunk on the back of a regular jig yeah. too. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see, like, I haven't held one of the new Berkeley jigs to notice it. Is it just silicone impregnated with power bait or is it actually... Like, does it have a different material? Is it going to like clump up or do anything weird when you store it, like next to other jigs or yeah. things? Like, it'd be interesting to see. Like, do you, are you, you probably remember, like, at one time, uh, a long time ago, Berkeley came out with actual power bait skirts. They were mm-hmm. actually like molded power bait skirts and they were just like clumpy and weird and like, yeah, I don't, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they're not around anymore. Yeah. Uh, for me, my favorite knot for, uh, any of the jigs that I'm bottom contacting is like, I don't know, it's is it is like a modified double San Diego jing dot or jan dot or it's like is it the pink pingly or pin? Like it's got a weird name. I don't remember. Like yeah, I'm I'm just the San Diego jam knot, just a single pass a through single? there. Yep, I like to live on the edge, man. They'll say I could just tie it quick. I forget, I forget, I forget. Like it's I don't remember. It's like. I think the actual jig has a weird, or the knot has a weird name, but like, here, I'll just pull off some fluorocarbon, tie up a jig. You go. It's been a while. I might not remember how to do this. You guys get open water yet? No. Dang. We're close, but. Killing me. So I'll double it up. Oh boy. We get old in the off season. So double it up like you're starting a polymer. Right, so a loop, and then I'll just ugh, come on, get that one out of the way here. Basically, spin it one, two, three, and then I'll make this loop go through this loop, wet it, cinch it down, and you got to pull on the the piskin or pitson. That's mm-hmm. what it is. It's the pitson. So you will end up, this is one of those that you end up with three tag ends. You end up with a yeah. loop. and uh, But for me, and I think a double San Diego jam that I would go through the bottom before I went through the top loop, and I don't like that one as much. It just doesn't, this one ties cleaner. And I this is really strong. You get double knot through there. It doesn't have the cinch. The polymer is really good as long as you tie it consistently. But I find that like this one, I will t- the polymer knot I will tie correctly. 95 out of 100 times, but I get really pissed that 5 out of 100 times I don't. So that's what I use. My man, Tim. Mm-hmm. Keeping it real over there. So you only wrap that three times? You only twist it three times? Yeah, with this heavier line, like 20 pound, three times. Now if I'm on lighter line, I might wrap it four or five. Hmm. But no issues. Um, on my swim jig, I probably don't. I probably just tie a palm. Like, I don't know, like... I don't have a problem tying polymer on like reaction baits, but on the slack lining, I need like that double line or sometimes like sometimes yeah. the polymer will get me in trouble when I'm slack lining. If I don't tie it perfect, but 
I just tie that San Diego jam knot on everything. Braid, it seems to I mean, I break I've been breaking a few fish off this year, but it's not because of the knot. It's because I've been lazy and not changing my line. Right. I like to see how many miles I can get out of my line. It's stupid, but I still do it. Yeah, I think yeah. G Man calls it the double shindo or the the hay bale or I don't know. Um <laughs> When G-Man's in her hair, he just does it once and rolls with it. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that. Uh, I don't, not a lot to add. Football jigs, the the trailers, the much like flipping jigs, your your imagination, do whatever you want. But like to me, a lot of times it still comes back like that menace scrub and that um, speed craw. Like I don't know, they just they fill so many voids for me. I can use them so much. I kind of keep it simple. Speed cross phenomenal, man. Yeah, it's just Palmer, it can it, Palmer can be done with floral as long as you tie it perfect. But when you don't tie it perfect, it can burn on itself and you can snap it. Yep. Um, all right. So the last one I was going to cover was the grass jig. So this is a flipping grass jig. This is also you might say I think this is a Bass Tech tungsten jig, three quarter ounce. I'll use mostly three quarter ounce, but occasionally one ounce. Um. And so this has a head that really good coming out of foil and coontail and hydrilla and things like that with a little bit stiffer weed guard for the grass. Um, the other thing that's cool about this is that Dustin, what's up, buddy? Um, D fan, what's up? Dustin's here. Um, Hey, thanks for the donation, buddy. Not needed, but always appreciated. That's awesome. Um, so the this uh, Bastec grass jig has a screw lock. We can see that it strains in the way there. But so I really like this for grass flipping. This screw lock. So I will put on this one's got a spicy beaver. One of my favorites is actually the small baby D bomb. But I thread that on there and like, I mean. So, like, in and out of the grass when you're, like, ripping it out of the foil, right? Like, if you just throw your trailer on there, it's going to fall off after 10 pitches. But, like, this will basically until they chew the pinchers off or the, the trims on. And that's I just really like that for the efficiency of coming through grass. Um, it, it's a pretty nice setup. And then I'll, you know. So, I don't know. That's my main grass jig. I like the throw that on typically 20 to 22-pound floral. Um, and that's what we talked about earlier. The XP 744 jig special rod is my main rod for flipping that three quarter ounce. And then I don't know, SLX XT with a seven to one, I think could probably 7.2. You could probably use an 8.1 for something like this as well. 20, 22 pound fluoro in and out of the grass in Minnesota, flipping deep grass edges and just whacking on them. It's not much more fun than cracking them on a grass jig um you know it's, it's the same type of stuff that you would flip a craw tube or you know a, a texas rig in the grass but sometimes when the bite is good that jig is so much more efficient especially with that screw lock like i can just like just keep catching them and that thing doesn't move you know when you're flipping a, a tube or a creature or a craw like every a lot of times when you like pop it out of the grass it pulls down and you're fixing it and you're fussing with it and so sometimes the bite's tough. You got to go to the crawl on the Texas rig to get more bites. But when they're eating it, the jig slays because you're just so much more efficient. Do you guys flip much grass down there with jigs? 
you're more of a punching guy, more in the grass. Yeah, we guys do many edges. This is more of an edge grass thing or a pocket thing. Um, we our our millful and stuff doesn't seem to be as crisp as what you guys have up there for whatever reason. It's a little bit mushier. You can't sure. I mean, you can fish a jig in it, but it's much more efficient to fish like a you know a Texas rig. Sure. Um, but punching, yeah, punching. I just bought like this. Um, where's it at? I just I just picked up one of these. This is a six cents. Uh, it's a grass jig. It's like a one ounce grass jig. A scrape. Yeah, the scrape. I don't know, man. They had them. Uh, I think Omnia had them. Sure. Omnia or Tackle Warehouse. I don't know. They had them cleared out. It's like a, it's a one ounce jig. You know, just a big fat punching jig, and it's mm -hmm. got the uh, it's got the screw lock on it too. So I'll I'll be flipping this around here real soon. It's got a nasty hook, dude. This thing is huge. I'm looking forward to that because I don't do that much. I don't I don't I haven't actually punched a jig in grass to be quite honest with you. It's always like a one to an ounce and a quarter tungsten weight with a a beaver or a, a gambler burner crawl. That's like yeah, and I wouldn't say that I punch grass with that jig. I more flip. Like here, we do a lot of flipping the deeper edges. I mm -hmm. guess right, like. I'll flip that in six to 15 feet of water, right? Whereas, like, if I'm punching, punching, it's going to be, you know, something like that, right? Like, right. And you get a similar look if you got a punch rig, you know, with a punch yep. shirt and, and the plastic trail on the back. But, yeah, I, I would – I understand the efficiency thing. I probably need to do that a little more. just need to try it a little more. You just get a lot of crap on our, on our grass. Our grass is kind of slimy around here. It's not that northern grass. It's not quite as crisp. Kind of like, like the politicians. Yes, exactly. They got a lot in common. <laughs> Slimy. Yeah. But like this, I, I won't just to save time, I'm not going to screw it on. But like, I actually like this. Like, if I want to make it a little more compact, I'll screw this baby D bomb on there. I didn't do a good job of really threading it on there that straight. But, uh, Right, like that gives you like a really compact. Yeah, that's nice. Trim that skirt up, then I'll get the the that that fast, really like super fast, like snit, like rate of fall where they're just gonna like they're gonna eat it or not. So I can get like the fall of a one ounce with a three quarter ounce by putting a baby D bomb and trim that skirt. Yeah, Chad, I, I there are times where I struggle um, with a Texas rig, but the one thing that has gotten better, I went to that ringed hook. Either the Gamagatsu or the VMC ring took, you know, when flipping beavers and stuff and, and D bombs on a Texas rig. And that has definitely um, improved my hookups and land ratio when flipping grass. But I, I would say I like that, like that thing. Yeah. But that like the jig, yeah. When they bite a jig, I, I, I can't, yeah, man, like it's pretty, it's pretty rare to like dunk and then set and like come back with nothing or, or like bow up and like and they pop off. And that does happen on Texas rigs more than I would say jigs. Yeah, I've had that happen multiple times, especially around the spawn when you're um, throwing like just flipping a beaver or something and and you keep missing and missing. Sometimes you'll switch to a jig. I don't know if it's that the hook is exposed. It's an open mm -hmm. hook and it catches them better or what it is. But I've had days where I could not pin them with mm -hmm. a Texas rig and I switched to a jig and I started hooking up more. I don't know why. I don't I don't question. I just if it's working, I'll, I'll do it. Yeah. Oof. So that I don't know. Is there anything? So the grass jig, yeah, we kind of covered that. It's it's pretty simple. It's like dob 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 
mm, dab, 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 mm. Right. Like, just cover water, like, man. Just cover yeah, water. like uh, there ain't much to it. Uh, it's not like I sometimes skip it or sometimes drag it. It's like throw it in there, hop it one or two times, and then next flip. It's just like, you know, covering a lot of water. And then I guess when you do get a bite on a grass sound like that, it's like pause, like stop the boat and keep flipping in that area because they will definitely school up and you'll like pop several in a row sometimes is that um, something you do is is there a one time of the year better than other times of the year for that kind of bite i would say it's a summer deal mm-hmm. like um there are definitely i would say summer into early fall is when that gat grass flipping edge thing is probably the best for me yeah that's kind of that's kind of like that's what it is around here too for the most part you get a little bit um Right. If you can find that deeper grass, that's not quite up yet. Kind of early grass that'll happen. Like basically like it's kind of a staging area. And then, it, then, you know, the spawn happens and then later on late summer into fall, that's when it gets really, really good again. Oh, um, yeah, I don't, I can't say that I've fished it a ton in, I guess I, I have, I'll, I guess this reminds me. I do like this in reeds and like cattails as well. So like up on like Leech Lake, I did pretty well fishing this style coming through reeds and things like that. So in like the emergent vegetation, I haven't played with much in pads, but I think it would be pretty good in pads. Um, But I haven't like used it like around clumpy weeds in shallow water as much as a Texas rig, I guess. So... I prefer it in deeper grass or emergent vegetation. I don't like pads. Pads are just annoying. Talked rattles. Um, I haven't played around with rattles on my heavy jigs, but I do like, I don't know. It's weird. Like my main flipping jigs come with rattles and I typically will leave them on unless it's super clear water. I feel like they might be spooking, but once they get knocked mm-hmm. off or the fish chew them off, I'm not like, I don't care if I replace them or not. What kind of rattles are on there? Like, how are they fastened? They're just they're little. They're so it's the skirt is wire tied, and then there's also a collar with two rattles on it. Gotcha. Okay. So it's it's belts and suspenders on the bass tech, and then those just clip into the. And I do carry like a bunch of replacement rattles, but I'm I used to be really big on rattles as far as like keeping them in there, but I've just I don't know it doesn't really take them or leave them. It seems like these days. Yeah, I, we've had a lot of stained water around here, and I've thought I've tried I've thrown a rattle, slid a rattle in, you know, a crawl or something, but I don't know, man. I think they can pick up on it either way, especially if you're fishing it slow and you're kind of shaking it around. I I think if you're fishing rock and you got like a tungsten head on there, or even the mm-hmm. lead, and you're kind of banging that thing around the rocks, they can they can tell they're pretty in tune with their environment. Come on, Nab Bridgerton. For real? <laughs> the miss, misses is the keyword. <laughs> Actually, but while you're here, Matt, uh, you did submit a question on YouTubes. He said, uh, what is your guess on jigs lost to a pike in a year? Hmm. Uh, do, you, do you guys have chain prickerel or pike or anything where you're at? We do. We do. We, there's a couple lakes around here that have the grass pike. We, got, we have musky. Some Do the little. grass pike steal your jigs? Yes, and chatterbaits. Can you hardly fish a chatterbait? Um, I would guess 
20 jigs to pike a year easy one or two for me because i don't fish that like very much <laughs> um the thing is like all of our system like <laughs> you guys are loaded everywhere like mm-hmm. you know when we went out fishing I don't, did we catch a pike no i don't think we did that's pretty crazy i don't think we did and never we didn't get bit off either nope that's crazy and the uh, speed crawl was the deal yeah if i'm get if i got bit off three times in a spot without catching a bass i'd be out of there um i do not use leaders on jigs so that's that's my uh on that so there you go bassmaster matt yeah um i got a big jdm swim bay like a nine inch swim bay for my buddy june and i've been dying to throw it over at kincaid because the water's clear but kincaid has muskies and that that bait's not going to see kincaid ever it's just not worth it I can't take that chance. Uh, I think 30 degree is what most of my swim jigs are. Mine time. That looks like about 30. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. 30. I think 30 is kind of standard. Yep. Quarter ounce swim jig and pads. Super good. That flat bottom is also a key on a swim jig. Is, is it, are we talking cover. about this, this buddy? Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> Have you ever tried to rip a football jig into tight spots? Am I the buddy he's talking about? I don't know. <laughs> the tight spots, not really. No, talking about usually, I'm usually I'm stroke. I'm stroking. If I'm if I'm doing the football jig ripping thing, it's like stroking the jig. Ooh, that's rough. Fifteen times in nada, bro. Aren't you in Arizona? Where are you at, D? Can't remember the Pike punt. That was that was classic. <laughs> Made a good good for a good TikTok reel. Yeah, like a pita. I, I could probably ball. we could probably pull it up here. We'll just show people. Oh boy, uh, we don't need the sound. All right, it's right here. How many negative comments did you get on that? Uh, quite a few. Yeah, but exactly. That's all right. Same thing happens when you flip a bass out of the boat like that. <laughs> uh, pike are good eating. Here's my skate. Like pike, I think when you catch them in deep, clean water in Minnesota, <clears throat> are some of the best tasting fish there is. So if I always say, eat a pike, save a jig. Or go. fillet a pike, save a jig. You fillet them or you have, you have to deep fry them? I mean, how, how do you... They got a lot yeah, of bones, Yeah, I mean, right? I typically would batter them and... Yeah. Yeah. But they have they have a really, like... there. It has have a fish taste to it. But I think, like, some fish don't... Like, walleye have little taste mm-hmm. to me. And, like... Uh, yeah, in the Rissip River, they can definitely be mixed together for sure. Uh, but there are places in the river, like you'll get into a slop area sometime and it'll be loaded with pike and you may not catch a bass. So, you know, if I've lost four frogs without catching a bass, I'm probably going to keep moving. <laughs> yeah, that happens with musky too over there at Kincaid. And if you get a couple musky that move into an area, they kind of, everything just kind of lays low for a while. It's hard to get anything to happen. And like, 
when it's really pikey, I have a special set of like old frogs that I'll break out and use those for practice and let them just <laughs> choke on them. Yeah. It's like my buddy Mike has a box full of fine used jigs. Those are his practice jigs. Yeah. Um, the same thing. Like I, I keep all these like ratty tatty like jigs, you know, if I roll the hook or the skirts falling off or whatever, but like I leave them in my box with the like the, the, the tie still on them. And then I know like those are the ones I'll reach for in practice. Yeah. Use those up and then take out the freshies for, for derby day. Yeah, take out the Y bone, you're all good. I'll try better next time, Tim. Uh... <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about, Dustin. You know, if you catch them out of like slop and shallow water and dirty water, hot water in the summer, not so good. But if you can get them in deeper, clean, colder water, they're delicious. Yeah, through the ice is probably the best, I'd imagine. Yeah, you can fix a frog, but the problem is when they cut it and they eat it and they, there's nothing left to fix but slack line. That's the problem. Uh, all right. So what is there anything we didn't cover in the jigs for everybody tonight? Like we tried to run the gamut on the four basic jigs. Um, like I said, there are other jigs out there that uh, there's a million different styles, but we covered those four in deep, deep. Um, next week, I think we are going to have Aaron Teal on to talk uh, about boats and smallmouth and fishing. Uh, Aaron Teal's with Intune Marine, so he's going to talk a little bit about, you know, we'll talk about maybe like new versus used and what to look for when buying boats and just some general tips of like what you do for boat shopping and things like that. But we're also going to talk about, he's a heck of an angler, so we're going to get into some of the, the nitty gritty of his secrets or snatching bass. Um, That'll be next week. We might, I think, at the end, I think we're gonna sneak in a, a members-only stream, um, a new, different one, Andrew. What, what's up with the Camus, man? I, I didn't get a chance to watch that video. Were you just taking for a test ride or what? Taking for a rip, driving okay. around. Okay. Yeah. All right. Kicking the tires on it. Gotcha. Would you should, should we do the giveaway? Does, does anybody here want to do the giveaway in the chat? Let me know. If you don't want to do it, we won't do it. We'll just not do it. But let me know if you guys want to do a giveaway. <laughs> free stuff? Yeah. Probably. Let me know if you want free stuff or not. Yeah, I haven't uh what was it? I just saw a comment. I don't have an ecstasy yet. But it's tempting. The 755 or the 725 will be my first ecstasy when I decide to get one. I want a new reel at Table Rock. It's you a won. what'd you get? What'd you it's win? It's a ducket something. Ugh. Ducket uh parad what's it called? Um Paradigm? Does that make sense? Is that is that one of his I don't like boy duck it personally but i got a free reel so um zeroed in the tournament but i got a free reel so well you zeroed out day of the two, of but then you top 10 or 15 on yeah day i one. got 12 day one and day two is completely different um my boater had four pounds too so we weren't around a lot of fish but i did i did we were boat number 13 so <laughs> when you're boat number 13 you get a free reel because they feel sorry for that draw and uh but actually you know, I looked it up. It's like a $160 reel. It feels pretty smooth. It's got a really big handle on it. It's like a really wide handle. I don't know if I'm going to eBay it, Facebook it, Marketplace, or put some line on it and fish it. I probably will end up putting some line on it and fishing it for a while. 
Um, Dustin, I'm not sure on that. I know, like, my hummingbirds, like, they won't accept, what is it, more than a 32 gig? Yeah, 32. I don't know if Lawrence is the same way or not. Um, you don't need a big card. I mean, no. eight, 16. Yeah, Luke says 32 or under, so it sounds like it's the same. Yeah. Uh, I have traded the straight tail trailers for chatterbaits, but not for anything else. I just bought some of those Spunk Shad over the weekend. Yeah, Dustin, you got your new boat? They got it all rigged? What do you get? A Phoenix? I don't remember if it was a 20 or 21 foot Phoenix. It's a nice boat. I think you sent me a picture boats. of it. Glad you liked the video, Tim. 721. All right. Let's, uh, let's get it's this fast. A little bit faster. giveaway software wacky Senko trailer on a jig. I know people do it. I've never played around with that. I rode in a Camus. Sunday. The, yeah, which uh, one? The 21 footer. What'd you think? I like it. It's nice. Really nice. Handles really well. It was a little bit rough at Table Rock, but it did just fine. I thought like the waves that I created. Um uh, Dustin is sending me pictures. Does he want me to show off his boat to everybody? Let's see it. <laughs> Doesn't want to. Uh, screen on screen is not what the let me uh, try this thing. let's try this throw that off there turn your phone sideways it won't it didn't want it it's on instagram so i didn't oh, want gotcha. to it's a good looking boat man that maybe gives you a little better color there purple and white and silver black like nice look at all those there's a bunch of hdfs all piled up on the uh-huh. ready for that balling yes sir Uh, So let's uh, pull this up. I guess you got to do this. It's my first time. Sorry. All right. Hashtag jigs. It's all about jigs tonight. Uh, So you got both. Do you feel they have the same action? The the 720 and 755, would you say one is have a, a heavier action than the other? Uh, yeah, that's a kind of a, a down south dirty water thing. The blue, do you use the blue sapphire? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And you said you like that when it's like muddy, dark. Yep. Um, Truman Lake. Truman Lakes. That's a really good color on Truman Lake for whatever reason. The sapphire blue and and um a lot of really clear like a lot of those clear kind of swampy type lakes where you got cypress trees and stuff. I've had good success with the sapphire blue for whatever reason. Yeah, I don't know. I think it stands out. Blue, I think, is really easy for fish to see. Um, so, it is kind of Minnesota Vikings colors. All right. Hashtag jigs, people getting in. You only need to do it once. 150 some people on here. I would assume that we're getting over 50 here now. So. Sapphire blue on rend. I don't know, man. I like June bug. Yeah. Amart colors. Kyle says clear and cloudy. Uh, JJ's here. What's up, JJ? Uh, 
Which, when's your first tournament, Rich? Hopefully April 24th. Uh, I haven't signed up yet. I have until April 18th. I have to. Uh, I just talked to the guy that I'll probably fish it with since he's got a boat and I don't. Um, so that'll be on the Mississippi River out of Wabasha. 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 Um, that's, Will that that's, be... kind of a, that's a cool homage, Dustin. Nice. JJ shows up for the free stuff. Uh, he says the 725 is a tad faster, a little more bend. So I guess, yeah, you'd probably have a similar action, but you just probably get a little more tip in the 755. But that's, I guess, maybe not. All right, that's interesting. I'm guessing motor oil. Or did you really mean Motor Earl? Motor Earl. <laughs> that sounds like a. <laughs> I feel like I want to come out with a jig or a color called Motor Earl. That I like sounds it. Awesome. Uh, I don't know what that means. Like I don't like. <laughs> maybe if I was a custom rod builder, I would know, but I, I don't know what like that doesn't translate to anything to me. Um. I mean, 30. Five power Dobbins is all I know is what I use for jigs. That's the only thing I can tell you. 30 ton. A little more stiff. Well, we got 69 people in. What do you think? Still climbing? Grumpy old man. That's a classic. I need to watch that again. I need to watch it like every year. The putts. What, where did that come from? Like Right there. Is there a ref? Why, why was the. I don't know, man. It's just, <laughs> you can just say that anytime. And Eric, just ra- random. Let's just name random, random movies, Eric. Yeah. Is he saying we're grumpy old men? I don't, I don't know. know, but I like it. It just reminded me I need to watch that movie. Actually, I'll have the DVD. I don't have a DVD player anymore, but I've got the DVD. Nice, Sean. Uh, go, good luck. It's, I think the, the river is open. I haven't talked to anybody that's been down there, but that's where my first tournament will be. I'm excited about that. I'll probably get like a day and a half to practice. And then we'll let her rip tater chip. Uh, is, there gra- is there grass in that river? There is. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how much grass there will be this early in the year, but in the summertime, yeah, like you get duckweed and you get eel grass and you get, there's some places where some coontail and milk oil and stuff like that grow. Okay. Ah, Wabasha. Yes. That's Grumpy Old Men is based out of Wabasha. That's where like the, Yes. There's actually a Slippery's bar on the shores of the Mississippi. Mrs. Slippery. Yeah. That's the bar in uh, Grumpy Old Men. So there's a Slippery's in Wabasha. And then I don't know if they still do, but they used to have an old TV that just played Grumpy Old Men on like loop forever. Still a few people getting in. 73. And for the record, what you are buying for, you have your choice of Arsenal sun gloves. Are you a glove guy? Oh yeah, yep. Big fan of the sun or gloves. The uh, the ninja snips. I'll take Arsenal. both. Yeah, I've heard that they don't play the the, the movie anymore, but I haven't been in there in a while. The gloves, they're bigger size, I think. I got them both in the large size. 
looks like. All right, we hit 75. I don't know if it's, are we ready? Is everybody, last call? Half the people are in, half the people are not in. So half the people have no interest in winning. They've got too much tackle. Their loss. Gloves. Right. I mean, everybody needs a pair of gloves. Mythic one, he's he's in. Anthony says he wants the snips. Taylor says send it. A couple of last. Kevin and Mythic got in just under the wire here. And Christopher Curtis. That's mm-hmm. so like what I should wait to see. Curtis, Charles Bradley. That's like a medium on the scissors. Rich. What's that? Schmedium on the scissors there. Rich scissors G. are kind of yeah, they're they're more of a compact scissors. They're more designed to be like attached to your belt or your bag, and then you can like I don't think so, Daniel. I think they'd be just fine. I have pretty big hands and they fit mine pretty well. Carl, if you win, you won last week. All right, hitting the button. Colby oh, Livingston. Nice. nice. Somebody besides Carol won this week. Congratulations. <laughs> um, so, Colby, are you here? Say so if you're in the chat. Um, and then uh, DM me on the Insta or send me an email at rich at richlinger.com to claim your prize. South Jersey, I have not seen that. The big swim bait he's talking about on the glide bait. Depths Magnum Hustler. Hustler. Hmm. Living like a hustler. I'm a hustler, baby. Uh-huh. I want you to know. Mm-hmm. All right. And then, uh, so next week, whatever he doesn't pick, we'll have. And then I think we'll do a member stream at the end of next week, uh, like a bonus stream. And then we'll give away one of those in the member stream as well. Make sure the wow. members get something. He said it's a Magnum spy bait. Interesting. Get your rest so you can pack those orders at Omnia tomorrow, Andrew. Um, Andrew works at Omnia. I think he's been working there a few months. He's he's you, you probably have some written notes from Andrew. Oh, I, yeah, I like the little notes. Like so notes. you should watch now. So, like, if you get a note and it's Andrew, this is the Andrew writing. It is. It'll be personal then. It'll be go. more just more than just a box of love. It'll be personal. I had to quit order, man. I ordered a lot of stuff. Order, <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> they have sales like seems like every month or two they have some kind of discount, and then you got your discount code. It's easy to get, and then and then the bargain bin. There's always like good they stuff, have amazing in stuff in the bargain yeah. bins. Yeah, like DT8s. So where's Colby? I haven't seen them. Yeah, we should. It's a good time to like let's let's look at the bargain bin. Let's see if we can tempt anybody. <laughs> Uh, suggestive selling. I used to work at Chick-fil-A. I always encourage suggestive selling. All right. So we're not talking about the bargain bin. So if you go into the uh, right here, this is really more the overstock bin because uh, they typically have some really good things in here. Owner jungle hooks. Uh uh, jig Jigsu, uh, that's the classic winning jig. It's in the bargain bin. 
Oh, Christopher Curtis says he wants the gloves. There you go. He's there. All right. Uh, just send me a DM or an email, and uh, there you go. What else is uh, favorite fishing rods? Greenfish tackle. Z-Man cross eyes. Oh, I didn't mean to click on that. But, like, that's a good bait. They just got too many of that color, evidently. Maybe there's not as much. Is there more pages? Is there not as much stuff in there? I might have removed some stuff in the bargain yeah. bin. Might you sold, this sold a lot of stuff then. Yeah. Those ring hooks, man. Those VMC ring hooks you were talking about those earlier. Yeah. Those are nice. I started fishing those about three or four months ago. Were they in here? Or they, in the, they were they were in the spring sale, I think. They had in that 20% off spring They might have been. Yeah. I think that's when I picked some up. Yeah. Or, actually, no, I picked some up last fall. I've had them for a while. No, but I think they did have them in the... Uh, I need to order more, though, because I got... You know what? I, I had oh, two packs of them, yeah. and I just had them long enough to get confidence oh, Colby. in them. Colby, do you want the gloves or the snips? Sorry. But either way, get a hold of me. He's here. Gotta keep an eye on these guys. Glad you can enjoy it, Lauren. That's awesome. Great that technology supports that. That's awesome. Um, so the, it's weird because it like Colby and Chris both have a pink C in there. Uh, can be dangerous, Greg. Oh, so the ring hooked. Um, I don't know. Do I have one here somewhere rigged up in my mess of, so the ring hooked I use for like D bombs and beavers when flipping wood, grass. I don't know. Anytime I'm flipping like three eighths to three quarter ounce Texas rigs with like a creature, I'm typically flipping the ring hook. I thought I would have one somewhere here, but I don't, um, I know it does a couple things. For, for whatever reason, the hookups seem amazing. Like, I don't know. I don't lose fish. They pin them. They don't come off. And uh, and I don't know if it's because, like, there's movement. When you set, the hook can kind of find its way into the flesh easier. Like, mm -hmm. it doesn't, like, um, I don't know. But, and I think also because instead of like tying and pulling it tight down with a, a bobber stop to the knot where it keeps it really rigid. I think the, the swivel allows the bait to kind of be more natural and free. So I think you'd maybe even get a few more bites and better action. And then for whatever reason, the hookup is just better. I can't explain it. I don't know. Maybe I should like, we could do a test where you hold it in your hand and I set, and then we can see why it catches in your hand versus not. <laughs> that, that makes sense. That makes sense. You get that, that swing head kind of action to it like yeah you so you get some of the more movement and i do think like this once you do hook them then the, the ring i don't know they lose their get torque or leverage on it is easier either but i feel like it's less about them it's less about the leverage it's more about the initial hook for some reason just catches better um that hook design is a little is kind of slightly i mean it's than still just, just their normal i mean the vmc abg does have like a little like I think a little tweak on the point, but yeah. like I've used the Gamagatsu ones and they're still like, they hook up really well as I don't know. Okay. Well, I got to get some more cause I'm out of them and I got confidence in them now. And then I'm, then I'm out of them. So, and I feel like I'm not going to get a bite on a normal hook anymore now. Like they, don't, they won't eat the regular hook. Yeah, exactly. 
See, to me, it's more about the... Do I have some in here, maybe? I don't know if I do. Maybe I have a hook in here. What do you throw? Four out, mainly? for like Mainly a four. D-bombs? Yeah, that's what yeah. I throw, too. There is one here, I guess. This looks like a three out. Pull the divider out. So, put that back. This is this isn't a used hook pile, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's not anything special. Like as far as like, it's just a welded ring on an EWG, but for some reason. It hooks them better than just tying straight to the EWG. You can put a split ring on there too if you don't have. You could the if you just wanted to dabble. The tough thing is to find a split ring that's heavy enough that you trust and it still fits through that ring because, like yeah. the eye. So because a split ring will be two thicknesses at one point, so it will tend to bind when it goes through the hook. Whereas this welded ring, right, it doesn't catch on the hook eye at all. So yeah. that's that's the advantage of the the uh, the welded eye. And uh, I mean, I don't know. I heard it from Seth, who catches them every now and then. He's pretty good flipping grass. Said he sure. uses it, and so I tried it, and I'm, I've been convinced ever since. Yeah, I'm a believer for sure. Dustin says he thinks you get more direct pull because you don't have like the friction of the knot pulling like a certain like maybe it like centers right instead of like you pulling off to the side because of the direct tie. Kind of just I don't know. It, there's something about the physics that just works. He says he literally got the gloves today, so he wants the snips. <laughs> there you go. So next week, somebody's going to wear a pair of gloves in the regular stream, and then a member's going to win a pair of gloves in the after party. Nice. Daniel says he's won two of your Monday night stream. Daniel's been a big winner a couple times. We seem to have, like, repeat winners, like, two out of three streams, the same person will win twice. It's interesting how that works. I don't, I don't think I've ever had a repeat winner. Really? Mm-hmm. I have multiple times. I should know their addresses by now, but what's up, Ray? Natty Co champ in the house. I feel like my come on camera. I will say you're you're the, the wired internet's working for you. Like Yeah. Well what was going on for whatever reason was when I had my PC plugged into my router, it it was killing my internet service. It's strange. I had the Spectrum guy come over three different times. The tech, they even ran new coaxial from my pole outside into the house, and it was still messed up. It was the what was doing what? Somehow when my my PC is plugged into my router, it sucks the upload speed. Um, Anyway, I got it figured out. All I have to do is unplug my upstairs PC, and I did run, run hardwire down here to the laptop, so I just got to remember to unplug one. Yeah, it's all good now. Streaming tips on Hellabass Live tonight. It was frustrating. Yeah, Daniel, Stephanie was on fire there for a while. She won like three out of five or something. Yeah, we almost had to just kind of like, you know, bar bar her from the giveaway. She wanted too much stuff. (laughs) Nice. Um, anything going on in the channel for you? Like you've been out fishing, you just fishing. So we got some what BFL tourney videos coming up. What's what's new on Tin Horse Monty's channel? Well, I'm working on yeah the tournament videos. I I went yesterday, caught them pretty good, and 
I got red nose, man. I keep this time of year. I always forget to put sunscreen on. You know, you coming out of winter, it's like a lot of times it's like cloudy and overcast, and then you get one of those seventy degree days, and your face gets fried. But yeah, some tournament videos. I'm just doing some. Uh, um, I got one coming out soon. We'll be like making an adjustment. Like I fished yesterday, and this lake got hammered on Saturday and Sunday with moving baits. A lot of people were throwing spinner baits and chatter baits, and I fished like three hours with you know a moving bait, different locations. And I only caught one fish. Could not get it going. I was in the right areas and I had to slow down and start pitching. As soon as I started doing that, I started catching fish. So they were in those areas, but they just didn't want to come up and grab anything moving by. So just kind of in a making, making adjustment. And then like Monday night on our stream, we got Brian, the carpenter, the BTC. He's going to come on because I fish out of aluminum boats and he's kind of into boat build, like aluminum boat build. So we're going to talk about that kind of stuff, but that's it really, man. Just, uh, waiting for this weather to kind of even out water temps have been like um 55 56 so it's close you got full moon coming up i think once this next little front pushes through it's supposed to start warming up and i think some fish are going to slide up and it could be wide open like next week i'm hoping could be stupid that time of year where everybody likes to get out there and they feel like they can go out and win a Bassmasters elite tournament jj only fins will be next week uh Hey, Wes, what's going on? Good to see you. So what do you got going? You got the tournament coming up? Uh, So the 24th will be my first tournament. Got uh, next week, Intune Marine, uh, Aaron Teal will be on the stream. Should be streaming every week this month. Um, Yeah. Probably a heavy hitters fantasy fishing video that nobody will watch. (laughs) I get like 2,000 views on a fantasy bass match animation, get like 300 on it. I know. I've seen that. I was watching that. It's interesting. Uh, Is that, you think that's pushover from being on the actual Bassmasters website? Some of it, but there's like even before, like, because I'll post it a couple days before they link to it and it'll have a thousand views before that, even. So, yeah. Yeah. Clearly more popular with Bassmaster. I just picked my team all ago while I was waiting for my wife to get home with the laptop. I forgot about it. I went all like, Less than two percenters. Yeah, I'm so far swing behind. For, I swing it for the fences. I swing it for the fences. Love swing the cliches. The anybody last minute fantasy? If you haven't seen the video at this point, you're probably not going to watch it. So, my lineup: you're John Cox, Jay Powell, Brian Schmidt, Josh Douglas, and Jacob Fouts. So I went chalk and A. Little chalky in B, kind of middle of the pack on C. D went fairly dark horse, two percent. Josh Douglas, and then uh, so I don't know. Like I feel like going all like less than two percent is a great way to like strike out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know, man. Going yeah. some chalk, some medium, some risk is the way to like not bottom out and still make traction if you make good picks i guess right right i kind of picked a bunch of grinders i was just thinking based on the weather that it might get funky you know but we'll see i don't know i'm so far behind i I blew it on the first one i didn't even i forgot to put a team together for the classic just forgot about it i don't know why i was just out fishing uh last year i started out with a bang this year not so much i do keep a couple old 
busted jigs for things like that. I don't, I can't say that I do it a lot, but I do keep, for some reason I keep them in my tackle box in case I want to use them for something like that. Um, you thrown the free rig. Keep hearing about it. I haven't. Um, but I, it's on my list of things to do more this year. Yeah. Tourney on Lake Springfield. I think it will be one week too early for a muddy central Illinois lake. Water temp hovering at 40 feet in snow tomorrow night. Mm. You try to join the channel. Um, so below, so if you're on mobile, you typically got to hide the live chat and somewhere near the subscribe button, there should be a join button. And uh, otherwise, if you're on a computer, it should be down there. Join in the description. There's also a link on how to join. Um, I'll know. throw that big spinnerbait, Dustin. I'd just put like a white cap, single Colorado. Yeah, man, that's what I do. Definitely, or flip, or flip a jig, black and blue jig, or beaver, a beaver like a black beaver. That's I'd keep it simple. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I don't know. Like, do you do you like completely? Um, just, I mean, does the jerk bait out of the question in the mud, or do you got to keep it honest? Do you think they'll still hit it? If I mean, I mean, I keep thinking back to that Ross Burnett tournament where KBD was jerk baiting in like three feet of water in the mud and catching them. I I have a lot of confidence once that water gets in high forties that they'll hit a spinner bait. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you can definitely. I mean, 48, 50 if they're up there and you want to jerk it and let it sit for a little bit, it's it's doable, man. It's doable. I just don't know the lake at all. So it's kind of, you kind of got to know some of the tendencies of what the fish do in the lake. If they tend to slide up there real shallow and hit something, you know, that's Dustin says Shelbyville. I would think on your pressured lakes with your like Tuesday nighters, like free rig might be a thing. I need to play around with it more for sure. Uh, Drew, you are like, you're definitely going to have to be part of the replay gang. You missed, you missed some jig juice tonight. Um, so, yeah, if you guys came in late, you can always catch the replay, Facebook, YouTube, listen to it on Hellabass on podcast. Um, all those options are there. Yeah, so I will probably – uh, Might be like Saturday this weekend or at the latest – No, it'll be this weekend because I think rosters lock on Monday. So I'll get the MLF video probably Friday afternoon or Saturday morning. Chugs, I got you. Um just do the opposite of what I do, and you should be good. Yep. I throw the tube. They have a four-inch flipping tube that I like quite a bit. Um, the swamp bug, which is similar to the beaver bug, it's just got a, you know, it's got a grub-type tail, a little curly-type tail. Um, that's another one. That's really the only three that I've thrown. Throwing their jigs around. They make good jigs decoy sticks for a free rig and is the decoy stick like a stick bait is that like a fancy jdm senko <laughs> it's more expensive than the actual senko <laughs> ten dollars uh, a bag the uh i feel like a baby brush hog would be a good free rig bait yeah it's a good on the t- it's good on a tokyo rig i mean it's two different techniques but i think a baby brush hog is good on anything Computer's lagging. 
So you hardwired your internet, right? A while back. Yeah. I feel yeah. like it's made a big difference. Yeah, it has definitely. They, they still, Dustin, they still make a, the head knocker buzz bait. It's a standard down here. It's just one of those buzz baits that the blade hits the top of the head. And if you don't want all that racket, you just kind of pull it up and you oh, got yeah. a, a normal buzz bait. Oh, uh, it's a sinker. It's the decoy. Decoy sinker. So it's basically like a, it's a drop shot weight that you don't pinch, right? And that kind of how it looks. The free rig. I mean, it's got a ring on the top, right? Yeah, yeah. A shot stick. So yeah, the decoy. There it is. It's basically yeah. You don't you don't want the pinch style. You want the open ring, and you typically want it to spin so your line goes through there. Is that a tungsten or lead? I've been using that on a drop shot now. Anyway, I just use like a yeah. That's all I so casting weight. Yeah, those those ones that pinch they make your line twist really bad. Those must be lead, but nothing wrong with lead. How much are those like for like a it's like, like four fifty for five three to five? Maybe okay. they are tons. I don't know. Yeah, welded round eye. There's another good option out there for the free rig drop shot. Where are they? This is a mess. Can't find anything. Get your life together. Cover scat. What's a cover scat? It's like that poop looking. You can also try the Bastec tungsten drop shot free rig. <laughs> Same design. It's hard to keep them in stock. <laughs> so you might not be able to find them. They've been selling out. <laughs> um, good night, Michael. Thanks for joining in. Yeah, we'll wrap things up here pretty quick. Later, Mike. Um, I've not played with the cover scat. For whatever reason, it doesn't really interest me. I don't know. Like, I saw Debo opened some the other day. Um, it literally looks like... A turd. Oh yeah, it's like a bulky. It's almost like, like a thing. Almost like a ring fry, but even shorter and stubbier. I think. Is it hollow? No, it's like solid, but it's got like a hook slot in it. It's uh, not. Yeah, it's like a you like you Texas rig at like a senko and. Huh. Uh, They just keep trying, man. Keep trying to come up with stuff. You could make your own, Rich. Then they would be free, free rigs. Solid point. I don't know. I don't. I just, I don't know. I'm sure someday a co will like blast me on it and then I'll get some. But until then, I'm probably just not going to ride. skip this trend here. And uh, just stick with like yum dingers and senkos, I guess. You run out of room, man. After a while, you just run out of room. It's like so. I can't try everything, right? No. Like, I don't know. And then you go back to the speed crawl. And like, I feel like crawl. if you're if you're strictly a recreational fisherman, like all you do is fish for fun, you never fish any tournaments. Then I think it's a little easier just to like try everything. But like, 
two things. One is like trying to create videos. <laughs> Sometimes you try things new for video's sake, but other times you're like, okay, I've been out here for two hours. I've been trying this thing that I was like, I intended to do this today with this new beta, this new technique, and it hasn't worked. And now I want to create a video. So I'm going to do something that I'm much more confident in to catch something to make a video. Or yeah. in a tournament, I'm typically going to fall back on the things that I know and love. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Or you end up just, you can just talk about the bait, I guess. If it's not actually working, you can just look at the action of it, kind of break down what it looks like, I guess. Oh, man, I need Chris to write my titles for me. That's, that's <laughs> Maybe I should hire clicky. you as my title writer, Chris. That's very clicky. I didn't necessarily sleep on the Cadence. I was more, I just didn't buy into the first initial run because I figured uh, I didn't need to jump on that. But tiny brush hog for the Man. free rig bait. Okay. What side? What do you put on? Like a one-on on the tiny? I don't think I own. I mean, I've seen them. But I don't think I've ever owned one. They are pretty, like, yeah. I mean, I think you could. I mean, at, at that perspective, you could use any of those, like, right, like the the Ned menaces and those kind of things, mm -hmm. like the baby menace and some of those things. Yeah, I think you can do like right. So, but then on the opposite side, he's saying the man bear big, which is like bigger than the. The big brush hog, right? Like that thing's got all kinds. I think you want something with a little drag and a little kick for a free rig, but I could be because, like, if you don't have the drag, it's not going to separate from the weight the way you want it to, right? If it's like a to me, if it's like a stick worm or a small bait with no drag, it's not going to separate from the weight. You kind of want something that's going to slow the descent of the bait so that the the weight will fall quicker, and then that will kind of so so you're you're casting that and then you're giving it slack, right? Or else. It's gonna stay pinned together. I mean, I would think so. You kind of yeah. gotta let it probably fall on a pretty semi slack or slack rod. So is that a spinning rod deal? I mean, you can throw slack on a baitcaster too, no problem. But I don't know if it's like a if it's better with a spinning rod. I don't know. I guess I could go watch a video or two. That's a good point, Tom. I mean, it, it is a balance, right? Because like I think some to some degree, getting new baits is part of the fun. Um, but sure. you can get too caught up in chasing baits and not chasing fish. So it is kind of like the mojo rig, except for you don't, you peg the mojo rig typically. Yep. It's got the little rubber insert inside of it. Yeah. But I just, I use the mojo all the time and I just peg a tungsten sinker. Comes through grass really well. Yeah. Poop and jig. Um, so if you got a real scummy pond, I would throw weightless Senkos. Yep, Tokyo or rig or a really light drop shot. Yep, fluke. Just keep that thing up. I like uh baby brush hogs and speed craws on my sea rigs on the river almost exclusively. Uh, Missile Baits Destroyer, too, is a good one that's overlooked. I would probably throw the Baby Destroyer on the river. Baby but... Destroyer, exactly. All right, we're almost at 2.30. I think this is where we cut the cord, wrap it up, say goodnight. You probably got some mail to deliver tomorrow, or is it tomorrow your off day where you're going fishing? No, I'll be out there delivering more parcels than mail. It's kind of the way it is now. 
Um, but yeah, I'll be out there. Ever, does Omnia use USPS sometimes? Yeah, they do. Have you delivered Omnia for somebody else? I haven't yet. Just your own? Just <laughs> you don't own. deliver your own, but like you've seen it show up? No, I, yeah, I, I get it in my mailbox when I come home from work, but I haven't actually delivered anything. That'll be a fun one. Someday you'll be like, you'll be like, this guy, this guy fishes. I like, what, what? You'll be like, oh, sounds like a square bill. Hmm. Uh huh. Yep. It's got rattles in it. It's probably a hard bait. <laughs> it's fun. Free rig deep grass, what AJ says. So, yeah, if you came in late, catch the replay. Uh, if you're not already a subscriber, love it if you would subscribe. Uh, leave a comment. Thumbs up is always appreciated. It helps out the channel a ton. If you like more fishing content, especially if you're in the Illinois, Kentucky Lake, Ozark region, Gabe does a ton of great videos. So if you're in that region, definitely check out his videos. Give them a watch. Test them out. See what you think. Appreciate uh, He's that. got some good stuff. Um, other than that, as always, uh, here to help you guys catch more big bass and suck less. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. As always, thanks to all of you that hung in till the end of this podcast. This has been another episode of Hellabass Bass Fishing Podcast Experience. Please consider sharing this with any of your bass and buddies and friends. This is the best way for podcasts to grow is through word of mouth. Also, don't forget to search Hellabass on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, or just about anywhere else so that we can connect in more ways. As always, here to help you catch more bass and suck less.